Wherever you are. There's no version. I'm sorry, I'm a little bitch. <laughs> the heart does go on. Why does the heart go on? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the <laughs> What's up, everybody? Hey. Welcome to Lights, Camera, Cocktails. What's happening, everybody? <laughs> What's happening? My name is Jason. I'm Zenobia. As always. And uh, our special, wonderful, lovely guest. Dress, Hi. Dress so cute. She is. We got Smashly in the motherfucking building. <laughs> uh, it is a very special episode. This is our one year anniversary. Yay! It is. It's our anniversary. Oh, I love that song. Anniversary. anniversary. <laughs> it's our anniversary. I'm like, I, my voice is terrible. I'm ready. I'm Woo! In a year, my voice has not gotten any better. We are. So you're not going to get too much singing out of me. We are a year in, you guys. How do you feel? I feel. You ready for another year? I'm ready for another year. Are I'm you ready. guys ready for another year? <laughs> I'm ready for another drink. I'm ready yeah. for another movie. Always ready for another drink in a movie. I'm just ready. <laughs> Before we get started, we do want to thank you guys. It has been a great year. We love doing this. We, we do. appreciate all of you that have been listening since day one. Thank you. You know who you are. I'm not going to name off any names. But you know who you are. But you know who you are. And we know who you are. <laughs> We greatly appreciate it's been it. Fun and uh, we Thanks got a great movie here, and a guys. great drink. <laughs> yes, mostly, of course. Being that it's our anniversary episode, we had to have you on here, babe. Yes, you look so nice. Thanks. Oh. <laughs> okay, so are you guys ready to drink? Yes. All right. Absolutely. I've, I've been waiting to drink this all week, so I'm excited. We are drinking. Oh God, help me! Punch a la, a la, a la. Show it to me. I'll, uh, it's been a year. You can't pronounce. It's French. <laughs> I'm surprised you don't speak French by now. I don't speak French by now. What Show me. Say? Where is it? Punch à la Romaine. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Let's call it that. And Jason used an accent. Take a drink. Take a drink. Well, we can't drink yet, but we are drinking what Jason just said. I'm going to call it the punch. Punch à la Romaine. Yes. And this, my friends, was the last cocktail served on the titanic itself yes if you can't guess we're t- doing titanic we're doing titanic Yay. so <laughs> what you're gonna need is one egg white yeah yeah she's doing egg whites again i'm nervous it's my anniversary so i feel like i'm a lot better <laughs> now than i was the last time i used them so you're gonna do one ounce of white rum mm. half an ounce of simple syrup a half an ounce of lemon juice ounce of orange juice and you're going to top it with champagne. I was wondering about that champagne. champagne. I was like, wait a minute, that thing's still corked. Champagne. Oh, of course. It's a celebration. <laughs> it ain't oh, a celebration until you pop some bottles. And it's a celebration of a year, you guys. Of a year of just everything. I am so blessed <laughs> to be here, drunk, you guys. getting drunk, talking about movies, and having yes. a good old time. People in 1912 are fancy. Fancy. Mm-hmm. Pop that bottle. All right, guys, you ready? Let me see. Woo! What a nice pie. Okay. So here we go. You're going to top it. Oh, I forgot to say that you put crushed ice in it. Crushed ice. Okay. So I learned how to use egg whites. And the way you use it is you do a dry shake. So you're not going to put ice Mm. in the shaker. You're just going to put the egg whites in it. I see. And then after you put the egg whites in it, then you put ice in it and the rest of the stuff and shake it 
You're gonna have some crushed ice, which I have. Wait, let me get a little motion of pain in there. I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel like you just don't skip out. Don't worry. How are you gonna pop the champagne and only put a swallow? <laughs> nice. Because all the ice in the fucking drink the takes Swallow it. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, bitch. <laughs> Fat bitch. I hate you, Vera. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So after can you can we be that, like Benny and Vera in like fifty years doing this so. podcast? I hope so. Are you gonna tell me to shut the fuck up? That's fine. <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. So that is the punch, Sadian. I forgot what it is. Punch a la Romaine. Yes, punch a la Romaine. That's, and that's, that's, that's old doing. business. I forgot the name. <laughs> All right. So you guys ready? Yes. Cheers, you guys. Cheers. Cheers. To a year. So fancy. Oh. I don't hate it. That's that refreshing. I don't hate you know what? That's super I was refreshing. So nervous. It's, for like, it's, it's been awfully, yeah. It's been so hot these past couple Today, days. Oh, so mm-hmm. that'd be nice. Heat wave, people. So, are you guys ready? Yep. Are we in a heat wave? <laughs> I know. Are you guys ready for some history on this drink? On this drink. Okay. Yes. I love romance. This is gonna be like a whole <laughs> history episode. I have a lot of. There's herstory. so much. It is. And I broke it down in, like, real facts Mm -hmm. and movie facts. Mm -hmm. So So here we go. So the drink was served to first-class passengers during the last dinner on the Titanic on April 14th, 1912. So us in steerage didn't get none. No. I'm getting some tonight. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That sounded bad. (laughs) Are you getting some tonight? No. (laughs) I'm going to give it a 90% chance of no. Well, I mean... You remember champagne helps your sex drive, so a word. Oh, cheers! You remember that? <laughs> nice, awesome. <laughs> so the drink was created by a famous French chef named Georges Auguste Estefan. <laughs> sounds sounds right. Um, and it was a frozen Boucheny. <laughs> if you guys don't know by year now. I can't read names at all. It's just not my... God didn't bless me with that. So this was a frozen lemon uh, lemonade mix mm, with okay. rum. And it was popular during the time of like the early aughts, I guess. Uh, sir, Is that what they're called? The early aughts? Mm-hmm. Aughts oh. are like... 19 aught. Yeah, like 1905, 1909. Those are the aughts. So it was like more popular during then uh, because I've never heard of this or seen it anywhere. And it was kind of hard to figure out what this drink, like how to make it because there wasn't really a video. Like I had to read a lot of different articles that kind of had it. And I put it all together of what I was Because there was no videos back in 1912. (laughs) But they did find it on the Titanic menu menu that they discovered. So this was their... Scheduled to be served on that day, so so which means a lot of egg whites and rum went down with the ship. Damn, <laughs> damn. Champagne. Are you ready for my next fun fact? Yes. So on the Titanic, it was stocked to the teeth with 150 bottles of spirits. So that's whiskey, rum, vodka, and all those. 1,500 bottles of wine and champagne. 20,000 bottles of beer and 8,000 8, cigars. Damn. And that wow. was just that stuff. That wasn't even the, the fucking food and shit. 20,000 bottles of beer. On the wall. On the wall when it went down. <laughs> oh, man. The ship's sinking. The Jeez. beers are on the wall. <laughs> I also found out 
that you can drink wine that was found in the bottom of the ocean that's like 100 years old. Oh, it's been Get aged nicely. It's been chilled. It's been chilled. Yeah. It's been somewhere dark. And if it's corked right, there's no seawater getting into it. Yeah. So you can drink it. And no the people have drank it. Yeah. I wonder how much they sell for. Bro. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I got no rabbit two hole and a half miles down. The pressure wouldn't destroy it? I also read that. I guess not were, because there's liquid inside as yeah. well. Yeah. Well, I was reading that when they were bringing up on other ships. I don't mm-hmm. know if, if it was this one, but okay. they, when they were bringing up champagnes, those did like pop on mm-hmm. the way up because of the pressure. Because mm-hmm. of the pressure. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I can't get my champagne. Damn. Some shit. (laughs) The fizzy bubbly just, it won't. So uh, that's a little bit of horror story on the punch punch a la romaine. La romaine. (laughs) Okay. I also want to say, since we are doing this week Titanic, that I have found a video on YouTube that shows in real time the Titanic sinking a digital... uh, Yes, you did. A video of it. And so it is exactly two hours and 40 minutes, which is the time that it took for the Titanic to sink. So mm-hmm. we have So I guess I'll learn this because I'm in direct line of sight of yeah. it. Yeah. So I'm going to let I'm you guys know how far down the Titanic has sank as we go along this <laughs> so episode. So we, we have two hours and 40 minutes to do this show before the boat sinks. I don't know if we can do it. I don't know if we can do it either. So let's get this crack in. I mean, shit. Last week we did a house party and that one was like almost three hours. We got real drunk, you guys. We got real. That was a good one. My apologies for anybody that listened to the house party episode. I was drunk. (laughs) Don't apologize. I'm sorry for what I said when I was drunk. Okay, so are you guys ready for the motherfucking stats? Oh, I thought... Oh. I, th- I was real excited. I thought you were going to say the motherfucking drinking game. <laughs> Not yet. Because that's like a... I'm just saying that's a dope-ass way to say I will. Okay, game. I will get it back. Uh, next next movie that we'll we do back, that's right. exciting like that. So are you ready for the, for the motherfucking, motherfucking drinking. drinking game? Okay, so <laughs> Titanic came out December 19th, 1997. Mm-hmm. And its budget was... $200 million. Yes, it was. So if you convert that into today's money, that's $360 million. Damn. And it made in 1997 and 8, I guess, $1.8 billion, with a B. Billion. Dollars. <laughs> Highest okay? grossing movie of all time at that time. At, at that time. time. Mm-hmm. And Can I give a fun fact about that? Yes, go ahead. Or do you already have it? I probably already had it, but I was going to say that money converted in today's money is $2.8 billion. Fuck. Go ahead. What do you got? Oh, I was going to say, since we're talking about the budget of the movie, $200 million to make the movie is more than it cost to actually build the Titanic. Mm-hmm. You want that fun fact? Give me I'm that give fun it to fact. You. Give me so that in 19- fun fact one time. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so in 1912, the Titanic cost $7.5 million. To make. Was it so, 7.5 or 1.5? Okay, so one, it was in euros. So ah. converting it into 1912 American dollars is 7.5 so million. 1.5 yeah. euros is 7.5 American? 
1912. In 1912. So, and today, if that money was converted, that would be $198 million. Damn, that's awfully close. It is awfully close. And so, it costs... I'm already getting sweaty. I know. It costs more to make this movie than it did to make the Titanic. If we're going to get it on this fact, I'm going to give you this fact real quick. So, the movie running time is three hours and 13 minutes. Mm. And if you cut out the opening credits, the end credits, and all of the present day scenes, it is exactly two hours and 40 minutes. Yep. The exact time it took <laughs> for the Titanic to sink. It did it on purpose. That's impressive as hell. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. He did a lot of shit. He, he planned this shit James out. Cameron did some shit with he this did. movie. I, doing research on this movie, I have become a bigger James Cameron fan. Me too. Like, I already did like him. Yeah. I always liked him. Mm-hmm. But like now I hold him, him in higher regard for his ability as a filmmaker that I didn't know before like i knew he can generate movies that make money mm-hmm. and i knew that he had some great blockbusters but his craft as a filmmaker is highly impressive so you want to hear the rotten tomatoes fuck yeah i ain't scared <laughs> of you today <laughs> i mean we were really surprised last week so um rotten tomatoes gives it the critics say that it's 89 percent and the audience says 69%. You are what? fucking kidding me. And Zenobia says 90% because yeah. even today, the special effects still hold up. Yeah. Uh-huh. You, can, you can still look at it and be like, okay, you see that? That's the beginning that of it. But it's still really I good. swear they did it to piss me off. I, I was pissed too. I'm going to give it Every, a... Everyone was talking about this movie when it came out in theaters. It changed What am I going to give it? I'm going to give this a 98%. Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to give it a 98%. This is a near perfect movie. You know what? I'm going to change it to that too because he took so much care into detail Uh that it is like ridiculous. The amount the cast and crew went through to make this movie accurate. Not even talking about the actors. Let's talk about the motherfucking extras real quick. 150 (laughs) extras. They all had a A backstory. backstory. Yeah. They all had to be there every single day because James Cameron wanted to make sure that they all understood the importance of this movie. Not only a backstory, but it was real stories of real people. So Mm -hmm. he was giving them people that were real passengers on there. Mm -hmm. And so you knew if you were going to survive or not survive, which kind of thing, which I think that's a good thing. So that especially during the sinking scenes, you know that, like, oh, look, this is it. Like, yeah. I'm not going to make it. Are you ready for the motherfucking drinking game? <laughs> Hell yeah. You ready for the <laughs> motherfucking drinking game? Nah. <laughs> Am I starting the year off with a new drinking game song? <laughs> sure, let's do it. Season two. <laughs> so here's the motherfucking drinking game. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> you take one simp. When Rose says Jack. Nice. Whoa. Jack! I'm here! Jack! Rose! Jack! Jack! I'm sorry! I'm sorry! I'm so sorry! Which pretty much means you are fucked. fucked. It's a boat, Jack. Not even that. And she, the, but then in the end... Jack! In the- <laughs> She's looking for him down the hall, and he's like, Rose! Jack! 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 Oh, you're gonna get Jack, fucked Jack. up. Like, literally, is Jack... She's jacked on Jack. So, 
Not to jump in on the drinking game, but please tell me that you got to take another drink when somebody says rose. I, I didn't because I saw how many Rose and Jacks there are that I had to pick one or the other or they you would not be able to survive the game. Really? It's that many. They say and you chose in. Jack? Because they say Rose a she, lot. Yes, <laughs> I know. That's why I said that Rose has to say Jack. Okay. So that it would... Because, yes, I thought of it. I was going to say, if Rose or Jack has ever said, you wouldn't make it through the first hour. You'd be killing multiple bottles. So... so I thought about that one. Rose? I forbid it. Okay, so you take <laughs> one simp when Jack and Rose are running. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. They do Good some one. a lot of running. Okay. You take one simp when Titanic is said or seen. Oh. Said or seen? Yeah. Shit. Seen on the side of the boat. Titanic! Go to America. Oh, okay, okay, got it. In got five it. minutes. Yeah, I go to America! <laughs> no, mate! Titanic go to America in five minutes. <laughs> Every time someone says it. You can be blase about some things, Rose, but not about Titanic. Not about Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> that line always seemed very uh, odd to me. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't like that line, but it sounds like he's getting ready to bust into song. Like, mm. that's what I always thought. Like, you'd be like, be blase about some things, Rose, but not about Titanic. Not about Titanic. Not about, like he's just gonna start the way he says blase. Yeah, just the way the whole. I mean, that was that a whole, common word back then. No, but just the whole line in itself sounds very like he's setting up. Yeah, kind of. I, I, I like when he does that. He does that a few times. He does. I like it. You it's know? just that one line. Even as a kid, I was like, "This is—is is he gonna start singing?" <laughs> <laughs> also, if Isn't you're feeling there... frisky, take a drink when Billy Zane is running because that yeah. shot of him, I swore I thought he was going to end up like the next 007 or something. Yeah. Yes. So you're going to take one simp when Rose's mom says Rose's name. Rose? Get into the boat. Rose? Goodbye, mother. Rose? Rose, come back. So we still get a rose. Okay. Mm-hmm. She says a, a little a, less. A number she, of times. But she says it a lot. Uh-huh. You know I don't like that rose. Yeah, she's always fucking... <laughs> she knows. Rose? Ro- rose! Get, back on, get on the boat. Okay, so... Get on the boat, Rose. <laughs> yes, get on Good the British boat. Good British accents, guys. There's so like, many different characters. I don't know if you movie. know this. This is going to be fun. But I spent seven <laughs> days watching this fucking movie. I'm going to cut loose on this one. <laughs> Good luck uh, with the... How many hours? The clips. I know. And, uh, like, in one day I watched it one and a half times. It's like... Today we than, watched it twice. More than 24 hours of watching Titanic. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so, <laughs> you gonna take a simp when we go back to present day. Oh. April 14th, 1912. Which means if your grandmother is who she says she is, she was wearing the diamond the day the Titanic sank. And that makes you my new best friend. Nice. nice. Okay, so when okay. we see old Rose and uh, fucking Bill Paxton fucking Bill Paxton. trying to get in there. Brock, love it. That's when you're going to take a drink. You're going to take one simp when someone gets punched. Mm. And there's quite a few punches in here. Is there? Mm-hmm. Yes. Rose punches the dude because he's trying to get her oh, yeah. away. Listen! with you <laughs> jack punches the dude who's the trying to drown rose oh yeah 
Jack gets punched. Jack gets punched by the there's, fucking henchman, and uh-huh. and his homie Tommy punches yeah. the dude who's like, "You can't come in here." Yeah, yeah when they're right. trying to like break through. You can't go there. So there's at least four. That's, that's a lot. Yeah, of punches. Good amount of punching. Good. Yeah. yeah, and they're nicely spread out. There's more than that. There's one in the beginning when Jack wins. Oh, the you're card right. Game. Oh, yes. At the card game as well. You're going to take a simp when someone we know dies. So mm. someone that we followed in the movie at some mm. point dies. Okay. So like Fabrizio, Fabrizio. Tommy and Jack, <sighs> uh, the captain, the captain, everyone we follow, if they die, you take a simp for them. Pour it out into your mouth for them. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Pour it out for the homies. Cheers. Pour it out for the homies. I did use Captain Morgan White rum mm-hmm. uh, on purpose. It's good. In honor of Captain Smith, the captain of the RMS Titanic. Titanic the Royal Mail ship. That's what it stands for. Oh. Yes, it does. Because it, it took American and Royal Mail. That's what it was going to be used for. So. Cool. There's tons of mail that are at the bottom of the ocean as well. You didn't get your letter. You didn't get your letter. You take Sorry. one stamp when someone has a drink. Hmm. Nice. Like, so the old guy's like, uh-huh. you, Mr. Oh, thank you. We have dressed in our best and are prepared to go down as gentlemen. But we would like a brandy. But we would like a brandy. Brandy, yeah. <laughs> and they drink champagne yes. and stuff like that. Or like in the lower class deck, they're drinking beer. Yeah, they're drinking they beer. Constantly. He like just grabs like, like a... a first class girl can't drink. Nah, I don't think she, she can't drink. She got fucked up after that. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, she's sitting up there drinking champagne all day in this contraption that we're drinking. Do you think Rose couldn't drink but by this time? They did learn Jason that in finishing he, school. Like, did you see what happened after he chugged? Yeah. Beer. <laughs> like when you chug beer <laughs> it's not a good thing when you it's chug. not a good idea for sure yeah i don't do it. but also jason don't do that shit on the regular <laughs> this girl's been yet. sneaking beers and brandies for years she, I, I think she is she's like this is when self-medication started she is about 18 19 Mm-hmm. Because they refer to the rich guy on the boat. That's John Jacob Astor, the richest man on the ship. His little wifey there, Madeline, is my age and in delicate condition. She's the same age as Rose, mm-hmm. and the Countess was 18. Yeah, his little so, wifey there is my age and yeah. in delicate condition. Mm-hmm. I Means she knocked it. John up. Jacob Astor tagging 18-year-olds. See how she's trying to hide it? Quite the scandal. <laughs> okay, so knocking him up, but he went down with the ship. You, you did. When you take one on slam, when you see the safe. Oh, okay. Hmm. Right? Cal insists on carting this hideous thing everywhere. Should we be expecting many times soon? In the water or out of the water? You see the safe? It wasn't in the safe. It was not in the safe. You take one slam when you see the grand staircase. Mm. Good one. Okay. That grand staircase. Every time you're there, there. Do you or... know about the grand staircase? I do. Okay. <laughs> do you? I know so much shit, you, you guys. So my much. head hurts right now. Right? Seriously. I gotta so, get yeah. <laughs> I have to get all this out of my it's head. It's almost like we've got to get them out because we've learned all of yeah. them mm-hmm. in the past So week. much. So much about this movie. So you're going to finish your drink when Jack wins their tickets. I'm sorry. You're not going to see your mom again for a long time. 
Because we're going to America. Full house, boys. No. I'm sorry. You're not going to see your mom for a long time. Time. the rest of your life because you're going to sink on the ship. That's fucked oh, up. So <laughs> I go to America, I'll be a millionaire. Not so much, buddy. So when you're going to take a stamp when the boat hits the iceberg. Fuck me! Iceberg, right ahead! You're going to finish your drink when Rose drops the heart of the ocean in the ocean. Oh, bye. Well, damn. Just one finish? There's three, didn't I say? Jack wins the tickets. They oh, get the iceberg. Oh, you're and, right. And Rose drops the necklace. Okay, my bad. You got something else to add? I was going to say, take a drink every time you see the heart of the ocean. Jack, I want you to draw me like one of your French girls. Wearing this. All right. Wearing only this. And draw me <laughs> like, like one of your French girls wearing this. It's a this. pretty expensive prop. Mm-hmm. And only Fun. this. <laughs> How much is the prop? I think it was eight grand to make. They they had to do sev- sev- like several replicas, but the replicas were not real diamonds or anything like that. But after the movie of came course. out, of course, real replicas were made by Swarovski. Yeah, and, and so those cost Can't exactly thousands. go to Zales and pick that one up. No, right. I mean I don't know. I don't know how. So I gotta uh, go to Jacob. Uh, the, the necklace was made by two jewelers, and then after the movie came out, they made a finalized necklace that was given to charity for. Actually, it was given to donate the memorial fund for Princess Diana in okay. auction. But it's currently on display in the UK. Oh. And whoever bought it at the time knew that it was going to have to be given to Celine Dion when she performed it at the awards. Mm. So she wore it during her performance and then gave it back. It's kind of cool because the mystery of the actual prop that Kate Winslet wore, mm-hmm. no one knows what happened to that necklace. That bitch puts it in. Is it her? So it's, when she dies, <laughs> we're going to find it on her stuff. going to be... Or I no be one's buried like, with my. Yeah. Maybe she really dropped it. No one, no one's fessed up as like has confessed that they have it. James is probably pissed. I mean, or he could have it. No, he no, would he say. say. He'd be like, bitch, that's on my wife's neck. Or the prop master could have uh-huh. it. Let's let's get get on getting on. All right, I, before we start, I figure <laughs> life's a gift, and I don't plan on wasting it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Can you slurp like him too? <laughs> to make each day count. To make each day count. Well said, Jack. Yeah, yeah. To make me count. To make me count. Okay, so before we start, do you want to hear a real fact or a movie fact? Is that the end? The drinking game? Oh. Oh, did you have and one? And that's the. Oh, did you have any? <laughs> no. Let's just get on. No, bitch. On. Give me one. You want one? Give me one. Fine. Yeah. Take a drink anytime you see a clock. Because there's a lot Ooh. of them. And they're very significant, too. Mm-hmm. You are so good. You're right. You're right. There's a lot of clocks in this movie. How about there's drink every time there's sta- anyone standing on the rails? Nah. <laughs> you just anytime they're outside, you're sucking No, like down. standing not really on the rails, so- like oh. in the front, like when they're standing, oh, or like yeah. when Kate's going to jump, or like if... That's pretty good. They're always on. This is where we first met. He's like, oh, yeah, bitch. The rails. Okay, I like that. <laughs> well, that is the motherfucking drinking game. <laughs> 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 okay, fun fact. 
Do you want a real fact or movie fact? So many fun facts. We're just going to throw them out there as they come. Just give me one. And I just, I just <laughs> want to start with a good one right movie now. Fact. Movie facts. Okay. Let's start with the railing. We already started on it. Oh, I mean, okay. we already mentioned it. The people probably want to know. So, What are we talking about? The railing? The, the Titanic movie? for the movie was built to a certain degree to scale of the actual Titanic. Mm-hmm. It was they never didn't finish 100% it, done. obviously. Right. But... The starboard side, the side that they actually hit, was they completely made. They built that one. Yes. They did not build the port side. However, the height, the width, the dimensions were all the same, yes. except they for were, the stairwell. They made it in pieces, mm. so they mm-hmm. can move pieces. So like the front, where Jack is king of the world, or they're flying, or whatever, flying. is a completely separate uh-huh. That they could pull away and do the you know 360 degree shot of it and add in the digital in the, yes, in the background. Absolutely. I personally, Zenobia, have <laughs> been on that part of the set. What? In Baja, California, and Mexico. Where I went on a cruise where they filmed a lot of parts they of did. it. Mm-hmm. They did. There's still set did. pieces that are there. Mm-hmm. Nice. And I got to be the fucking king of the world on the same exact spot that damn. Leo got to fucking do that. Yeah, damn. How cool is that? That's really cool. However, we didn't give them the fun fact. Oh, okay. The fun fact is the staircase. Yes. They made it wider than mm-hmm. the actual Titanic because... They could only fit one person walking up it, the original Titanic. Yeah, right. People are bigger now than they right. were in 1912. People were smaller back then. People were smaller so back plus then, they had apparently. to, like, fit, you know, all the film equipment yeah. and all the lighting stuff mm-hmm. that goes on. They needed to build it of in course. a bigger so way. Of course. For the most part, that was the deciding factor was people are bigger now in or in 1997 yeah. than they were in 1912. And therefore, two people could not walk side by side in the dimensions that were right. in 1912. Right. So that's, they added 18 inches. Yeah. That staircase alone, I think, cost 200000 to it's, build. It's built out of oak, like yeah. real oak. It's mm-hmm. not... It, they built a real staircase, not a Yes, set they staircase. did. Right. Yes, they did. So mm-hmm. much... They did not spare any expenses on this movie. Mm-hmm. It was not supposed to cost as much to make this movie, mm-hmm. but... There's literally a shot that is a million dollars. Yes. One shot. One shot. Okay, so... <laughs> That was my little fun facts. So we could start. Where do you want to start? The history Let's of the Titanic? I don't know. Do you want to hear a history of the Titanic? <laughs> sure. I'll give you one of those. Okay, so the Titanic sank all the way down at 2.20 a.m. 2.20. And help did not get there until 4.10. Damn. It's fucked up. So the people in the lifeboats were further enough away that they didn't get sucked down. But they also did not come back. They did mm-hmm. not. And for the people to be in that cold water, they literally had about 15 to 20 minutes before they're dead. Yeah. So there was very few survivors that made it How out of the, the water. How did the people survive that got out of the water? They just happened to be just drunk. make it. Well, what did the you dude- say? Remember you said if you keep swimming, you have... Uh, yes, absolutely. The more exercise that you do, the hotter your body becomes. You know, the more movement and kinetic energy that you produce, your body temperature will stay... To a certain but degree. at the level of but what that was, who the fuck can swim for two hours? What the, the I would have swam to the boats. I don't give a shit. Of water, like the coldness, but it's dark. You don't know where they're at. Basically, your your muscles are going to start shutting down. Your organs are going to start yeah. shutting down. Mm-hmm. You're going to die. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You had a very short period of time mm-hmm. in that water to be saved. But you said that being drunk 
the last scene where they're on the top of the rail and mm-hmm. the chef guy pulls out his flask and he drinks and he jumps in. That is based on a true person who yes. jumped into the water and he did survive. But the reason why the flask part was added in there is because the extra actually brought the flask from home <laughs> because it was a family heirloom that I was, was like a period from, flask? Yeah, Fuck. which was from that time period. No, so, that's yeah. cool. That's really cool. And James Cannon was like, Bitch, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I've worked with background people who bring family heirlooms, like watches and rings. Like, this was my grandmother's. Like, when I've worked on 60 shows, I'm it's like, important. yeah, keep it on. Yeah. It's yeah. important to people. And it just looks amazing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was, but, I, I also read that there were dogs on the ship. There was. Yeah. yeah. And so when the, the ship was sinking, they let the dogs out of their kennels just to fend for themselves. Who let the dogs out? And people do remember seeing Robin. Why you gotta be licking my leg as we're talking about it right now? But people do remember seeing dogs swimming in the ocean after Mm -hmm. the ship sank. Yeah. And James Cameron, he he thought about including dogs in the movie, but then decided not to because. Well, he included dogs, well, uh, but three, three dogs did survive. Right. And they were two Pomeranians. And one was Yorkie Pekingese, I oh, want to okay. say, yeah. I believe. But there were many, many dogs that did. But that's not. why you know what uh, old old Rose, present mm-hmm. day Rose, is shown with Pomeranian. A Pomeranian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's oh, why she's got one. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> God damn it, James Cameron. James, t- <laughs> so good. Pay attention to so much. He went to the people who made the carpets for the Titanic, mm-hmm. still in business. He's like, hey, girl, you want to make me some carpets that is exactly the same? And they're like, yeah, we still know exactly how it was. Dude, that's the crazy. For- Can I give you kind of wh- how he started making this movie? Sure. He was doing a movie on about a boat sinking. I can't remember what it was. Or like shipwreck. Something like that. And he was doing research and he met this guy and he was like, so tell me, like, how does your cameras work underwater? You know, the deep diving cameras and stuff like that. Mm. And he's like telling them, but he's like really being like, you know, we just went down and we saw the Titanic and blah, 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 blah. And he's telling them all about it. James Cameron kind of was just like, oh, yeah, okay, uh-huh, uh-huh. So how's the cameras work? Mm-hmm. And later he saw this documentary about Titanic in IMAX. He got invited to the premiere of it and just was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. This I, is need, I need to like figure out how to make this movie. Nice. And so he ended up going down to the real wreck. Yes, he did. He went down so many times that he has spent more time with the Titanic than the people who were actually on the Titanic. So he has done tons of dives down there and actually got to see it up close. I know that's why he feels so like, I need to have the same exact dishes. Everything. I need to have it look exactly the same so they went through archives of pictures that were taken of the boat inside and out they actually went and found the blueprints for the ship so that they can get actual blueprints of where mm-hmm. everything was like the they white line you'll have to pay for that you know that's white star line property shut up so white star line white property Starline. yeah they yeah. still had the original blueprints of mm-hmm. when they built the Titanic. So Jesus. they thought they were lost until yeah. James Cameron was like, "Hey, girl, let me get that." <laughs> hey, girl. <laughs> hey, girl. Hey. hey, girl. Hey. Yeah, but they were hired on to build the the set mm-hmm. to build the ship. You know oh. how he pitched this to the studios? Yeah. He straight up walked in there and said, "This is Romeo and Juliet. 
on mm. the Titanic. And, ta- right. and that's it. That's all he said. He's because like, all right, let's do it. Romeo and Juliet had uh, just come out yes. the year before. With Leo. With Leo. Yeah. However, so. if we're going to talk about the actors, there were many, many considerations for Jack as well as Rose mm-hmm. on this fucking movie. Mm-hmm. So many actors could have possibly played this role. You want to talk about them? Fuck it. Let's go. There's a giant list, 22 actors that were considered for the roles of Jack and Rose. But you know about your girl. Apparently, she was like eyeing this from day one. Yes. So we only got two hours and 41 minutes. <laughs> oh, we're starting we to sink. Now? We're starting we, to sink. We're starting oh, to sink. Back the, end? No, the top, front the front end. <laughs> Starboard side got hit. Therefore, it goes down first. We're still doing Then it comes back up we still when doing it splits it. and stuff. Okay, so Kate Winslet mm-hmm. sent daily notes and calls from England to L.A. to tell James Cameron that she was Rose. She was like, you don't understand. I'm Rose. I don't know why you don't see it. You need to give me this role. Why are you auditioning other people? I'm Rose. <laughs> Legitly, this is what she sent to him. And yeah, she's mm-hmm. very persistent. He was like, fine. Yeah, it worked on her. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Meanwhile, James is auditioning. I'll go down the list for Rose. Angelina Jolie, yep. Reese Witherspoon, yep. Jennifer Connelly, Uma Thurman, Mila Jovovich, Madonna. They even considered Madonna, Nicole Kidman. Uh, who else was in there? Jennifer Aniston, Charlize Theron, uh, Rachel Weisz, Gwyneth Paltrow, Drew Barrymore, Christina Applegate. Like, so many people. Oh, Claire Danes. They offered it to Claire Danes, too, and she turned it down. And why? Because <laughs> she had just worked with Leo, and apparently yeah, they Leo didn't get had along. a crush on her or something. I don't know. Uh, they didn't get along. They didn't uh, get along? She, Is didn't that like, she didn't like him. Ah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he liked her or not. Oh, he had, he was. Apparently he had a crush on her or something. Yeah. When, when they that's... did Romeo and Julia, he was kind of obsessed with her. Hmm. She didn't I want think to work he with just did again. some meth. Maybe that, that was for the role. Maybe it wasn't. We'll never know. All I'm saying is I would die to have Leo obsessed with me. <laughs> and this bitch had it and was like, eh, eh. I'm going to turn down the biggest movie of all time. Well, mm-hmm. it is not the biggest movie of all time anymore. It is the third largest movie of all time. What's in front of it? Spider-Man or something like that? In front of it is a Avatar, Avatar. and uh-huh. in front of that is Endgame. Yep. That's cheated. That's what it is. Endgame I think, did. I think Endgame cheated, though. Why did they did? Because they, they re-released it in theaters. That's right. They did. They did. For the reason to top. Yeah. That's what And they were like, you get an extra six minutes of... Liars. So, yeah. Well, oh, before um, we move on, I got to mention uh, some of the people that were considered for Jack as oh. well. Oh, yes, yes. So uh, McConaughey, uh, <laughs> Brad Pitt, they offered it to Johnny Depp, apparently. Yep. And he turned it down. Not that, you know, he's done bad for himself, but how are you going to turn down this role? I'm kind of happy you turned it down. I mean, I wouldn't. Not that I don't like Johnny Depp. I yeah, mean, I, I love like Johnny him. Depp. Like Christian Bale as well. Stephen Dorff, they offered it to him as well. Or they didn't offer it, but they auditioned him. There were a number of people, but however, James Cameron always was a champion of Leo. Yeah. Mm. So I don't know if it was the studio that wanted somebody else, but ultimately, I think it was always Leo's part. I don't know if anybody else could have done a better job. I agree. Mm -hmm. And Kate Winslet auditioned with McConaughey. Wow. She said it was very weird. That's because... But also very fun. Matthew McConaughey is great. He's great. But he has his accent no matter what, and mm-hmm. that would 
mm-hmm. ruined the period. Isn't it funny that he won Best Actor over Leo the same year they got <laughs> they were nominated? Yeah. Leo was he nominated. He won for Dallas Buyers Club. Right. And was Leo was nominated Wolf for Wolf, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Ah, which, okay. Which McConaughey was in. Matthew McConaughey was in, yes. And I believe, I can't remember if it was McConaughey or Brad Pitt that was actually after that script when it first came out. One of them tried to buy it and Leo bought it first. Mm. You want to know who else was offered a role in this movie? Who yeah. else was offered oh. a role in this movie? Robert De Niro. Mm-hmm. Word. Where? He was. He was. Did you know this? Yeah. No. He was offered the role of Captain Smith, uh, but he had to turn it down because he was sick. He. What was wrong with him? Gastric, oh. intestines, infection, something oh, like that. Sorry, so this fool Bye. got real sick and was like, you know what? I can't. Bobby. He doesn't really look like the real guy anyway. No, I feel like he was too young at the time. Play that very differently. Yeah. And I give. Props to the man who does play the captain mm-hmm. because he does a great job. Yes, he does. Once he realizes... He looks like a captain from mm-hmm. that time. He looks like the captain from this ship. Oh, okay. There you <laughs> go. He did a really good job of matching the people quite closely to what they yeah. look like, you know? Yeah, and he went on to do the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yep. Yes, he did. <laughs> oh, yes, he did. Um, let's see. James Cameron. Are we going to talk about this one? We should. <laughs> He, Might as well talk about the director. He so. wanted this movie to be great. He didn't care how much anything costs, especially costumes. Mm. Oh, yeah. He made sure that all of them were authentic replicas of what they needed to be, what class people would be wearing in the class that they're in. They found real pieces that they used as, you know, ideas. Mm-hmm. And I even listened to... A video on YouTube. It was a fashion historian, and she was breaking down if it's accurate to the time period, and pretty much it is, mm-hmm. down to her corset and tights and gloves, and when you would wear them, her travel suit, her hat, you know, all the outfits that she has pretty much yeah. are what she would be wearing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the actors had fun they did. doing all of that. They yeah. did. Jack, he was pretty good, except that his hair is modern, so... Mm. His hair was modern? His haircut mm-hmm. is a modern haircut. Super 90s. Interesting. I always assumed that they left it long because he didn't have money for a haircut. Mm-hmm. That, that. Because everybody else yeah. in, you know, upper class had, you know, high and tights for the most part. That's a good point. That's why that's I assumed point. that they left it long. And that's why it's completely, like, slicked back at the, oh, the uh, dinner. Yeah, at the dinner. Yeah. yeah. And then later on, when they're downstairs dancing, he's just like free flowing it like he normally does. <laughs> Which is why there ain't nothing in my hair to yeah. But keep in mind, those vintage costume pieces that they mm. use and they found were all destroyed mm. because of the water that they had to go in. Yeah. The salt water they Dude, had to go in. That sucks. <laughs> and I mean, he, so much he of knew, this, the whole, but it was so accurate. So much of the set was destroyed. It was accurate, yeah. He wrote the script after talking to Leo and basically him saying like, yeah, bitch, I kind of want to do this. And <laughs> after pitching it to the company saying, yo, Romeo and Juliet on water, you know, he started sitting down and writing. So even when they were... Leo was already nominated yeah. for an Oscar for Gilbert Grape. He had just done Romeo and, Romeo and Juliet, Juliet mm-hmm. with... Claire Danes? Well, I wasn't going to say the director. Oh. oh. Moulin Rouge director. What is his name? Baz Luhrmann. Baz Luhrmann. That's why I couldn't remember. It's a weird one. <laughs> but we love that guy. So he went to one of the costume designers and he was like, look, is there any boutiques? Well, like a historian, I guess, costume designer. He was like, if, is there any boutiques that were on 
this boat that would sell a tuxedo because I have to figure out how to put Jack in the tuxedo. Uh. The guy was like, well, Molly Brown had a son who was like 24 at the time. So he would be around the age and she probably would have bought him, you know, a tux in in, Europe, in France. And bought him like a beautiful thing in Paris. Oh, that's great. And that's so nice. maybe that's how, you know, she befriends him and helps him. And he's that like, yes, so great. that's it. Oh, that's perfect. So that was awesome. added wow. in there because of that. That's so cool. What are you planning to wear? He's like, this. <laughs> I don't know. Uh-huh. I'll tell you, you're about to go into the snake pit. Yeah, she <laughs> held him out big time. Yeah, I love Molly mm. Brown. She's so great. I was right. You and my son are just about the same size. She's the type of rich woman that I can be friends with. Well, that's because she knew money. She mm-hmm. wasn't always rich. She's money. what mother called new money. New money. <laughs> well, if we can I talk about Miss uh, Unthinkable Molly Brown? Mm-hmm. The real Molly Brown? Yes. Yes. Here's a real fact. In the water. <laughs> so, uh, Unthinkable Molly Brown, she really was a real person. But her friends did not call her Molly. They called her Maggie. And Molly was what was named, that was given to her after sinking. She really was new money. Her husband had made money somehow, and now she had money. She was a person on the boat trying to save people, trying to get her boat to turn around, trying to start a mutiny. And I think they might, she might have saved maybe like a couple that like swam towards. Nice. But in a whole, nobody really went back. But she was fighting to try to save these people. And there was a Broadway play called The Unthinkable Molly Brown that yep. was made. And it was also a movie. So she is a real badass yeah, bitch on that boat legend. who survived. Mm-hmm. She survived to like the mid 30s and then she died. Yeah. But uh, the reason why they called her unsinkable is because she was on a number of ships, if I'm not yes, mistaken. Yes, she was on another ship before the Titanic. went down, not mm-hmm. just the Titanic. There's another lady I that's not Molly Brown, because I thought that was about Molly, but I didn't really kind of see that. Because what I saw, there's this lady who was like a nurse or, or a waitress kind of deal on the boat, and it went down and she survived. Mm-hmm. And she still worked again, like maybe two, three months later. And from a sister ship of Titanic, and that boat went down, and she survived that one as well. I didn't hear about Jesus. that one, but yeah, I there's heard... this lady. It's called the Titan. Look her up. It's I can't remember what her name, but if you just type in the Titanic lady, <laughs> her story will pop up. Okay, and her ass imagine, survived all of them. Like during that, she's like, "Oh, I've done this before." <laughs> like, At that time, I'm gonna ask. If Molly's on the ship, as if it is. If it is. I'm not getting on. <laughs> Whatever. If it is, I'm going to find Molly because obviously she doesn't have to survive. Because, yeah, you. she's going to survive. Like, for real survivors, I think mm-hmm. one of them uh, who survived, a girl who survived, she is. she was in the lower class and is known for sneaking up to upper class, kind of like what Jack Dawson did. Mm-hmm. Um, so she survived to tell that tale. And did you know that when Jane's... James Cameron wrote Titanic. After he wrote it and gave all the characters their names, there was an actual passenger name by the name of Jay Dawson that he didn't know after he named Jack Dawson. Mm-hmm. So people, well, he died. It seems uh, like Joseph Dawson. It wasn't even Jack. Yeah, but but <laughs> he's his gravesite is in Nova Scotia, which fans of Titanic go to visit and give tribute as if he is the real Jack Dawson. She's like, I don't cool. know who this Leo is. <laughs> it's happened a hundred years ago. I'll never let go, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> 
So totes for him. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got to talk about Mr. Cameron for a minute. Have we done a James Cameron movie before? I don't think we have. No. All right. Yeah. Well, James Cameron. Originally, uh, James is Canadian. Eh? Yeah. Eh? However, uh, <laughs> his father is a engineer. And when James was 17, they moved to Brea, California in Orange County. James went to Sonora High School. He dropped out. He went to continuation school and got his degree. He went to Fullerton JC and then Cal State Fullerton and then dropped out again. At the time, he was studying physics, I want to say, something like that. But ultimately, those careers did not work out for him, so he started getting actual jobs. He went through three years of college, and in his junior year, he dropped out. And so he was like driving trucks and doing all these things. Meanwhile, he would go to the USC library and check out books on like 3D technology and visual effects. He was always into that kind of stuff. And so if he could, he would Xerox that shit. But if they wouldn't allow him. He would like write notes on it and stuff. One more thing. His brother also worked on this movie. Did he? He helped come up with the underwater camera that they use. Nice. So, uh, yeah. I'm sure he his brother probably helped him with all the Avatar shit too. Yeah. And this is not his first underwater movie. No. So he did The Abyss before this movie, which I think is an underrated movie. I think it's fucking fantastic. Okay. That is a really great movie that will be on the show eventually. I don't think I've seen it. Ed Harris and what's her name? Sigourney Weaver. Hmm. Okay. No, wait, not Sigourney. That's Aliens. <laughs> My bad. You also, gave me Champagne. Also a great movie. Also a great movie. Champagne also supposed to help your memory. James Cameron. <laughs> yep. He sees his movie the way he, you know, wants to do it. Yes. And he wanted to do this movie with no music. What? Mm-hmm. He didn't even want music coming up during the credits. Mm-hmm. Wow. He wanted it to feel like you were there. Like, okay. But he got his mind changed. So By the did, studio? By James Horner, ah. who also worked on the music for Alien with him. And he got together with a writer and Celine Dion and came up with a demo of My Heart Will Go On. Nice. And gave it to James Cameron, and he was like, all right, okay, I like it. Mm-hmm. it. Let's use it. And the song that we hear is the demo. Wow. There was only ever one take of My Heart Will Go On. Damn, Celine. And she didn't even <laughs> want to do it. We see her. We seen her ass in concert, oh what, last God. year? Oh, I hate you. And, it like, was... she was rattling off something. She's like, that's easy for me. It's yeah, no problem. Yeah, nothing. She, that, when she sang that, which, of course, they they saved that song for the last of course. encore of at course. her concert. I, we cried because it was, she got, she was on a platform that raised up into the air. There was, you like, a, I there was like a ring of water around her. Oh and she's just, yeah. like, this beautiful yeah. diva. And this, Vegas, yo. Yeah. <laughs> if you, you guys should watch James, <laughs> you guys should watch James Gordon's Carpet oh, karaoke with yeah. her. They, oh, they awesome. do it in Vegas and he they sing that song together on in, a boat in front, on, of in, front, in front of the Bellagio fountains. <laughs> it's amazing. It's worth the YouTube search. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, props to Celine and the composer for Titanic because And her husband, he comes oh, up yes. sure to do it. That's he, right. She didn't want like the song and didn't want to do the song. Really? And he, he was like, Come on, Celine. Celine, do it, please. 
<laughs> it is your day of luck. But the, like, music, okay. but the music in the movie played a huge Yes, role absolutely. In, as, from the far, music yes. to the violins playing as the ship was going down. Can I give you a oh fun fact on that? God. Was it true? Was it real? It, it was real. It was real. Absolutely. There they was really a did. band of six, five or six, mm. that was scheduled to, you know, play during dinner and play during a blah, blah, blah. Wedding dance. And they made them... <laughs> <laughs> Music to drown by. Now I know I'm in first class. Um, <laughs> so they have them playing to keep the people calm. Mm. Now I don't know if they played up until the water hit their motherfucking ankles, but they did play for quite a long time. And some of their bodies were found. At least three of them. 1237, the RMS Orpathia responds to Titanic's distress call. And they're like, hey girl, see you in four hours. Yeah. <laughs> The only one closer says they can be here in four hours. Time out. There actually was a ship that was closer. It was called the Californian. Motherfucking Californians. I know. know. And (laughs) And they could see the flares. And the only thing that they did to respond was hold up a lantern. And they never went to go help them. So, yeah, they're also awful, awful people for not going to go save some people that are in this freezing ass water. Shit, what was I talking about before I started that one? Celine. (laughs) Celine. The music, the violin. Oh, the violins. Okay, so they did find some of the men's bodies, and they found the guy who played the violin. I guess the last one, he was like, all right, you know, it was an honor. It's been a privilege to play with you tonight. tonight. Yeah, him. They found him, and his violin was strapped to his body, Mm -hmm. and they end up selling that in auction for like, 1.8 1.8 million dollars or some crazy shit like that jeez yeah they sold a lot of things there who did like who gets that money well the, whoever owned it like i think that whoever found it basically i think that they gave it to the family at one point and the family sold it and okay. then they sold it and then they sold it and then finally it's on auction where, somebody a collector yeah, collector yeah. there's a lot of things that went up for auction also uh life preservers and life preservers with like blood on them. They don't make them. them like that no yeah, more. Yeah, with blood on them, wow. sold higher. Blood stain, basically. Blood stain. The menu, like I said, was pulled up. Uh, there was just a lot of things that ended up being sold on auction. The numbers that were from the safety boats mm. were also sold because people would pull off the number of whatever safety boat they were on. How do you know if it's real or not? I don't know, man. I'm not an appraiser. I'm just reading. <laughs> right? Right? This is an antique road show. Dude, I don't there's know. so much to know about this movie and uh, about the history of the Titanic. I just want to say my head already feels better from letting some of this information. <laughs> yeah, you almost want to like decompress most of it, which I've been letting y'all do for a little bit. Because <laughs> shit. Still going good. The boat. We're still on water. They're still on water, yes. Uh, <laughs> but uh, more about James Cameron and this movie. I will say this movie holds the record along with two other movies for the most Oscars from a single movie. Mm-hmm. Eleven. Mm-hmm. Eleven motherfucking Oscars. But if I'm not mistaken, it was nominated for 16? I believe so. But I it won 11. Say yes. And it is one of the only movies to win that many awards and not win any for Best Actor or Actress. Mm-hmm. Right. Which, I mean, they did a hell of a job. Don't get me wrong. I yeah. don't know who won that year, but at the same time, you know. You want to hear a fun fact? Fun fact sure. about that. I'm not surprised that somebody won the Oscar over them. 
Leo and Kate did not like their performances in this movie. Sure. Wow. Neither one of them. Kate said that her American accent was awful and that she could have acted better. Leo called himself a young punk and he does not really like watching this movie. I can understand that. So I understand that too. I heard that a long, 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 maybe like five, six years after this movie, he said something like that. And I was like, what is wrong with him? How could he ever think that he didn't do good? But now like 20 years later, I'm like, oh yeah, you are way better than whatever this shit was. Uh Like this, this movie, if the special effects weren't that great, then the movie wouldn't have been that great. Not that. Which they are. Oh my God. They're really good. The costumes, the sets, the people, the extras, everybody is down to a T, is awesome. But I mean, like, if it wasn't that awesome and it was just based on uh, Leo and Kate, Mm -hmm. then, yeah, it probably wouldn't have been Yeah, and these actors don't remember watching the movie. They remember making it. And they remember how they were feeling and how much they... How much they went through. How much they went through to make the movie. They see the takes that they did and it's like, really, they used that take? Wow. (laughs) Did you yeah. know this is the first movie that two actors were nominated for the same role? No. Yeah. Young Rose, Old Rose. Nice. Both nominated. Yes, that's true. <laughs> and Old Rose, uh-huh. uh, she was 82 when she did this movie? Yep. or Do you want the exact? 82, I want to say 84? she was 87. Just kidding? 86. Oh, damn. She was 86 when she filmed this, playing a 100-year-old person, and they had to use a lot of makeup on her face. Yeah, they still had to make her look super old. And in 2010, she did die at the age of 100. 100 years old. We'll get to her. We'll go go and get to the actors. Uh, Something that we should talk about is all the technology and all the things that they did, the special effects, the visual Mm -hmm. effects, all that good stuff. (laughs) Uh, So this movie is made uh, and came out in 1997. And a lot of the things that they did in this movie are commonplace now. Like, you hear the term motion capture now. Mm-hmm. These motherfuckers practically invented it. Rotoscoping, things of that nature. That's what they did. So, a lot of this, like you said, there was... They did build the Titanic. Mm-hmm. At least one side of it, but the other side they did not build. They didn't build the port side. They didn't finish it. Yeah, you they can, also like, built. You can a, legitly see into it. Yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a YouTube video of sped up time lapse of them of the crew building the Titanic. I promise you, they did not build the other side. Yeah, it's all digitally. I mean, it's a really added. fun time lapse video to watch. He's correct. They didn't build it all. They didn't build the whole thing. They They had to build a lot of it in pieces because Mm -hmm. of the tilting and stuff. Like they used cranes to tilt. They built cranes. They built multiple things of that nature. They built miniature models of the finished Titanic as well as the sunken Titanic. Mm -hmm. They filmed the sunken Titanic model upside down in order to i'm gonna just rattle all this shit off because we got to get it out so uh that being said the reason why we know so well that they did not finish the other side is because when they filmed everybody getting on the boat yes they actually had to flip the screen afterwards so everybody is their shirts if they say like white star on them it's written backwards Because the fact of the matter is they built the starboard side. Mm -hmm. However, when the ship left, 
it was on the port side. Gotcha. And yeah. James Cameron was so adamant about it that they had to flip it to make it look like it was the port side. However, they yep. had to build the starboard side because that's the side that got hit by the iceberg. Right. And so everything got flipped. Not only the t-shirts, but where people were standing, yep. what hand they were holding. All of it got flipped in order to look correct when they mm-hmm. actually flipped the screen in post-production. Mm-hmm. Yep. Not only that... A lot of it is digital. So like the people waving by is in front of a green screen from the dock and then they put the ship in there. Or there's trucks and shit down below and the bottom is not finished and there's mountains of Baja California behind the ship. (laughs) And all of that is digitally removed and then they add in the water, they add in the people... They add in all of that stuff and they use motion capture to do so, yep. including the stunt people. Yeah. Yes. Just so, people walking yeah. on the deck, you know, minding their own business. That too. They did those so, so that shit. it would look like it was real people even though it wasn't. Mm-hmm. They did a lot of things for this movie. Yes, they did. We were talking about that earlier. That scene or that shot, I should say, where the water is crashing through all the doors mm-hmm. and the camera's moving super yeah. quick. That's a miniaturized thing. Yeah. And they were very worried about that because they were... That whole shot is like half a second. Yeah. They were worried that they were moving the camera way too it's fast. fast. But is, when it slowed down, Cameron loved it. Yeah. yeah. It insane. looks cool. And that's actually shot outside. It's not even like in anything. It's like right. in a parking lot. What are you talking about? The doors. The doors. Flipping with the water and stuff. Um, well, what they did was they funneled water in these giant tubes down below, and that was a miniature. Yeah. Oh, okay. They did that shit in a parking lot? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Uh, Do it on the soundstage. You know the water crashing to the, the staircase? That was one shot. That one was shot. one take. Yes, it was. They only That's had a one fucking shot. expensive set that they mm-hmm. can't rebuild and reset. I mean, mm-hmm. think about it. The one where John Jacob Astor is holding on to the banister, yeah. and the water starts... Falling through the top dome, Cause, Cla- yeah, the dome thing, whatever it is. <laughs> dome glass. And they literally called it out like three times, yeah. and then the water came crashing down. He didn't even have time to rehearse that. He was so nervous. Yeah. Fuck yeah! <laughs> he was like, "All right, I'm just gonna do it." Yeah, I mean, you kind of have to be. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you can't rehearse something like that. You mm-hmm. rehearse a one take like that, and it's gonna come out bad. Yeah, I want the real feeling. Yeah, and uh, they had a lot of times cameras. they, you know, the water was really cold on them filming this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like the scene where uh, Rose takes her jacket off, she has the axe and she's going to go save Jack. Uh-huh. As soon as she gets into the water, she goes, ah! That's a real reaction. <laughs> That's a real, real reaction. reaction. James, it was cold. James Cameron wanted the real temperature of the water when the Titanic sank. Yes. That's why Poor Rose looks so goddamn pale. Yeah. But like <laughs> casting, cast and crew members and, or cast, they had wetsuits on under their costumes. Crew members had to wear wetsuits. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Kate Winslet refused to wear a wetsuit because she wanted to know. She didn't how. refuse. James didn't want her in one. The, um, because it had to appear as though, because she's in and out of the water constantly, sure. it can't look like she's wearing a wetsuit. You right. wear a half wetsuit. I don't know. Well, the, and then like, and right. then when they're yeah. fully in the water, she has a jacket on, so she could wear a wetsuit. I think there were times where she chose not to. Possibly. She chose not to. Possibly. Because that's pretty fucked up to be like, everybody wear a wetsuit, not you, bitch. Yeah. And you're wearing, like, the, you're the most. I would uh, turn down wearing the wetsuit for the scene where I'm supposed to be on the door, mm-hmm. because I'm supposed to be, like, literally holding on to the rest of my life. Yeah. yeah that I wouldn't, but everything <laughs> else, I'd be like, yeah, 
back that up. Yeah. The Another, only time that I would wear a wetsuit in that situation is if I know that it's not going to be seen. If I yeah, know that I'm course. not getting out of the water. But if I'm getting up and going towards the stairs or I'm opening like, the door to get to Jack. But you could wear a wetsuit under what you're wearing right now. I'm talking about if I was Rose. Yeah. If and I was Rose and I was in that dress. You don't have to have can... long sleeves. And they some of them stop at the knees. So, I mean, like... It is extremely possible for her to wear one, and they can yeah. make them skin color so that they wouldn't even show through. So there is a way for her to wear it. If they could spend a fucking how much money on the stupid heart of the ocean, they can spend some money on a fucking wetsuit for the bitch. Agreed. But if she didn't want to do it, she didn't want to do it. That's on her. Yeah. Exactly. Because she got sick. Well, she got pneumonia. When she should have just wore yeah. a wetsuit. Another thing that they did for the people, which I don't think I would have the water as cold as he had it because of I don't want people to get sick. Mm. He had jacuzzis all around the set for people <laughs> to get out of the cold Take water breaks. and get in the warm water. Yeah. A lot of the women. They had real corsets on and were not able to dress themselves. We're not even able to sit sometimes. So they would have these long, like, stand up chairs for the ladies to, like, lean against because they couldn't sit. Fucking down. insane. It's so, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. They, they, they would do a movie. lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah. For and people this talk movie. about how cold this water is. They don't actually ever bother talking about how hot it was as well. When they shot the shit in Mexico, mm-hmm. the water was too warm to where they constantly had to redo the makeup and shit as well. Mm-hmm. So it all depends on which scenes they were shooting. I don't know if that's where they shot the whole Titanic, I where think people is, were jumping off and stuff, Yeah, I'm which they sh- really were. I'm pretty sure that they did uh-huh. film it in Baja at the... It was at the Fox studio that's where i i went and saw the sets mm. so they did film it in a three hundred and fifty thousand gallon tank for those yes. freezing corpse and they would use this wax for their hair to make it look like it was frozen and they yep. would use this powder that once it reacted to water crystallized so it looks like their faces are frozen so some of that stuff i think that's where it was actually like not cold, cold water mm-hmm. that's fine because then they would uh digitally put in the breath right mm-hmm. so that's probably where the water was warm and where they had to do the wax and all that yeah, stuff right. and color correct and, and make I, th- look I remember pale. reading on those days when they were in the tanks james cameron was so strict on the actors and he just he needed to get what he wanted where he wouldn't let them take bathroom breaks so in there's an so much pee in that I water. Mean, yeah, in an interview, Leo and Kate admitted, like, yeah, we peed in there. Like, like, I, I pee in every pool. No. <laughs> what if you got to like this shit? I'd be like, look, Cameron, you don't want to hurt your kids rolling up into your scene, right? Yes, they're sharded. <laughs> Ooh, we're starting to sink. Five As floods. we're talking about the water. Yep. The, the, the boilers, uh, the, the boiler room on. has been eliminated. The lights are still on. Ooh, Ooh no. speaking of the boiler room. Yeah. Fun fact. Give me that. So that boiler boiler engine room. Mm -hmm. So when you see it in the movie, yes, they did build part of it. Two and a half. Yeah. But oh, and then like they digitally like added in the rest. Yes, they did. But all of those background people in there are only five feet tall. They they purposely cast short background people to make the engines the boilers look Look massive because in real life they were massive so Mm -hmm. they james cameron wanted to show that scale sure so all those guys in there only five feet five feet or under you want another (laughs) 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 you want to know another fun fact about that not only did they have short people to make it look big they only built two and a half of the i don't know the giant furnaces things yeah 
Um, and then the rest of it was a mirror. Yeah, to digitally make it look like it because it had to look like the endless rows yes. of the boiler room. Yes, and they really went on a boat that was made around that time and had the functioning shit so that they could... Some of the scenes are from that boat. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell those things are called, Moving the, the propellers. The, 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 Not the propellers. <laughs> she wanted to see the propellers. The, oh, my God. Ooh, they're showing us the inside. The water the starting hallway. to flood, yo. Water is coming up in the hallways of, the of E-deck. steerage. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's coming uh, up the E deck. Before yeah. I forget, we got to talk about these stunt people. Yes, because uh, in this movie there are a number of stunts, starting with the people diving off the side of the Titanic. Mm-hmm. They really are diving off. Yeah. However, they're diving from like forty feet up. Which we have done before at like we 20 feet. 30, and that shit is compromised. 25. <laughs> uh, even at that height, that it water hurts. hurts when you hit it. Yeah. It really does. And so, the like you said, the water stage, it had a trough around the ship that was deep enough for them to dive down. The rest of it was about three, three feet. feet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not only that. Each one of these stunt people had to know exactly where they were diving yeah. or jumping off because you're technically not diving. And they had to remember that they're acting here. So as soon as you dive down, you got to start swimming outwards because somebody else is coming behind you. Mm-hmm. And they got to dive looking like they're panicking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm panicking. What That's about just the, what, one stunt. What about the, yeah, the stunt people who are like falling as this, the okay. end of it's tipping? They're on a uh, yeah. line. From Everybody the very Everybody was hooked on. Everybody was wired. Amazing. All that shit. They rubbered up everything. They did. So and the, the boat deck is, is really made t- out of rubber, essentially. Cool. It is really tilting. <laughs> they uh-huh. had a line going from the top to the bottom, mm-hmm. and the people were attached to them. So they're they're falling, but they're falling in a certain spot. Yes. And even though it looks chaotic, every stunt person knows exactly yeah. to a degree where they're falling because they really are falling. Yeah. And so they can control to a certain extent, but the only things that they can hurt themselves on is other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they rehearsed that shit and rehearsed that shit and made sure that they knew exactly where they were falling and it looks great. What about those few guys that like hit and they look like they ricochet? Oh. <laughs> Back to Jason's tech corner. Jason's tech corner. <laughs> so, like I said earlier, motion capture. Yep. So, oh, uh, there is a shot in this movie that is known as the toilet paper shot. <laughs> the toilet paper shot. Okay. So, they literally drop a roll of toilet paper from the top of the poop deck <laughs> to the bottom and have the camera fall, track it. In order to rotoscope a man falling all the way down in post-production. Mm. So they follow the toilet paper all the way down. <laughs> and that's how they add in digitally the motion capture of the man falling. Interesting. Not only that, the stunt people who were actually diving off. Obviously, when the Titanic is straight bobbing up and down, the top of it where Jack and Rose were is 80 feet high, which mm-hmm. they really were up there. Fuck. And apparently they're not afraid of heights or anything because they were up there and they did a great Are job. Are you afraid of my heights? Yes, yeah. he is. Oh. I'm afraid Did of you, eight feet high. Remember the video of him screaming as long as I was ziplining oh, in zip Hawaii? Line. <laughs> now, let's, let's bring that up for a moment because that has everything to do with this movie. <laughs> I am not, especially if I know I'm like harnessed in. 
Can we get back to... Yes, 80 feet high, Titanic. (laughs) What they did, you'll notice, is each time a stunt person dives off, if Mm -hmm. it's a hero stunt, like when the guy falls off, hits the propeller, and starts swimming, swiveling uh, around and around, you'll notice that they only show him falling off, and then they cut to a scene looking downwards. Right. Therefore, that is motion captured. Okay. So it's digitally added in mm-hmm. afterwards. Also, there were fake dummy bodies yeah. that the stunt people had gotcha. with them. So you'll notice like two people falling at the same time. It's a real person and a dummy person oh, falling wow. on each other. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay. Because <laughs> you said you can only hurt yourself on someone else. Yeah, yeah exactly. So I don't know if these guys are like using the dummies as like cushioning cushion, when they probably. fall and shit. But yeah, and like the guy is sliding. Every time I see the guy sliding down the deck, like the one that's sliding all the way down, it reminds me of Greece when the girl's being dragged across the gym. (laughs) And she's got her hands up. She's like, doing the hand jive. She's born a hand jive. We did that on the Grace episode. We did. Can I give you a real fact? Give me a real fact. I'm done. I'm done with all the, the tech stuff for a minute. Okay. So you know the cute old couple that you see in the bed? Oh, sad facts. <laughs> they're real people. <laughs> sad they are. facts. Did you guys know they're real? Yes. Yeah. They're real people. They are the owners of Macy's department store. Yeah, New York. In New York. And they were really on the boat. Yep. And he was helping women and children onto boats. And when it came to time for his wife to get on the boat, she said... I'm not getting on no. this boat. Yeah, she said, we live together, we die together. And we mm-hmm. die together. Bad boys for life. And- <laughs> Shout out to Martin and Will. We hope your movie is coming out oh. soon and it's going to be fantastic. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so they stayed together and they didn't get off of the boat. So that is a nod to them. Their scenes, they were going to have more scenes in the movie that were cut. So we think, only get to see that. Yeah, I think that was enough, though. That it ha- laying it in bed had its effect. It did have its effect more than you know seeing this cute ass couple. Mm-hmm. Can I can I sing it? Sad facts. Give me a sad fact. So we're just talking about the old couple, right? Um, so the based surreal, off of the real, real fact. Yeah. Well, in the movie, the father shown putting the two girls on the boat with their mother. It's goodbye for a little while. Only for a little while. There'll be another boat for the daddies. This boat's for the mummies and the children. You hold mummy's hand and be a good little girl. Oh, for a short yeah. while, and it's they're crying. It's only for a little while. I'm going to take the boat that has for the daddies. This is for the mummies and the, and the children. It's based off of a true event that happened from a daughter that survived that... She had a that's seat. That was the last said. time and she saw her dad. Yep. So that's an homage to him. Mm-hmm. Hold mommy's hand and be a good girl. Uh-huh. Are you going to lie to your kids? That's what you're supposed to do. Right. When do you tell kids truth? You don't tell them truth till they are older. <laughs> you're a good liar. Can I talk about that? Oh. Yes. In real life. Hell yeah. So Jay Birch Ismay. Dr. Ismay, motherfucker. Yes. He was the manager director for the White Star Line. Mm. He was always looking for a new headline, just like they said. Mm -hmm. He used to ride on the maiden voyage of every boat that the Star Line, White Star Line had. And he did survive by getting on a boat. 
And when he got back to the States, uh, he had to go in front of the U.S. Senate. And the press basically harassed him and criticized him for... Getting on a boat. Getting on a boat. Yeah, absolutely. Him, I feel like, yes, he is a person that you should criticize because it was his boat. Mm-hmm. Technically, I mean, it, it was his boat. You're, you should go down with the ship because you're the one who... The idea of the Titanic was his. Was his. His money. Uh, it was him who pressure to cut corners on the supplies that they use for the boat that would have made it harder for it to sink but Mm -hmm. they didn't he wasn't the only one there was a japanese man who also was on the boat and survived by getting on a boat and when he got back to the states everybody criticized him for surviving and getting on a boat when women there were women and children who didn't make it Mm -hmm. and so when he went back to japan he got it Ten times worse, where, like, he was dishonored basically the rest of his life. Sure. For this, being on this boat. I also read that there was one black man on this boat, and oh, yeah. he was married to a Swedish woman. Mm. And they both, they had two daughters on the boat with them, plus she was pregnant. And the only reason why they got on the Titanic in the first place is because the boat that they were scheduled to go on would not allow him to eat with his family. Ooh. And the Titanic would allow him to eat with his family, so they switched boats. And his family survived, and he did not. Right. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so Bruce Ismay, I guess we can start with his bitch ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Played by Jonathan Hyde, who mm. we're going to talk about again. Yep. We're not going to get into him in detail this time around, because there's a lot of fucking actors in this movie. We but, all do Jumanji. No. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yes, that would be a movie that we'll talk about Jonathan Hyde. But he does a great job in this because you truly hate his ass. <laughs> you truly, truly hate Bruce Ismay from Jump Street. Like, he loves accepting all the accolades, but refuses to take any of the responsibility. Like, he, the boat is sinking. They're having the meeting. He's like, when can we get underway, damn it? You, this thing can't sink. But this ship can't sink. She's made of iron, sir. I assure you, she can. And he's like, I guarantee you it can sink. Mm-hmm. And that whole scene, I don't know about... For She's made of iron, sir. I assure you, she can. She can. I don't and know she will. if anybody else, especially our youngins who don't know what it's like to live with VHS, but if you are like me, then you uh-huh. watch this on VHS oh, so yeah. many times that two. you know exactly where the tape ends. <laughs> the first uh-huh. tape ends? And I do know exactly where the first tape ends. What's the line? The captain goes, well, I believe you may get your headlines, Mr. Ismay. I do believe you will get your headlines, yep. Mr. Ismay. <laughs> yep. And cut off. Cut off. Then cut you gotta, back? You got to get back up. You got to go put take the other tape, put that one in. <laughs> And then it's Rose and fucking Cal arguing in the room. But, I don't know. He whooped her ass. <laughs> but, yes. That's but, a fucked up way to start the second tape. Sure. I mean, Billy Zane looking at her and then backhands her. That's true. The second tape does start kind of weird because the first one ends perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like, you're like, oh, shit. That means this, we are for sure going down. There's no saving this boat. Mm-hmm. You know, we got two hours and then we in the water. How are we doing? We still floating. We're still lights floating. are still on, oh so that's God. good. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. So, like you said, starting from the beginning, Bruce is May, and Rose sees right through him. She sees that he's just a aristocratic asshole. That's why she know. says her Freud line. Yeah. Do you know of Doctor Freud, Mister Ismay? His ideas about the male preoccupation with size might be of particular interest to you. 
She's like, you which, got a little dick, dude. Which is <laughs> hilarious. Mm-hmm. And Freud, who is he? Is a passenger? Well, he actually improv that line. Freud, who is he? Is he a passenger? Nice. He, there's, a, there's some good improvisation. There is some, movie. and that's one of them. And mm-hmm. I love that because it just shows... Mm-hmm. How dumb you are. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I don't know how big Freud was then. Like, Freud is a huge thing now that, you yeah, know, now. You, we, pretty much everyone knows, like, what his theories were. These great people of history were mentioned briefly, like Freud and Picasso. And Picasso. She's like, what is his name? Picasso something? Mm-hmm. I this did not look. This was in their heyday when they were, like, coming up and building their reputation. I did not look, but is there a Picasso on the boat? Pablo Picasso. I know. No, a painting. No, no, a painting. A painting. Oh, I don't know. Who knows? Probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. Because it was on the you didn't know that I, he I didn't sank understand on the, the boat? question. <laughs> you didn't know he sank. <laughs> Is there a Monet on the boat? <laughs> I don't know. We don't know. I do know. I wouldn't be surprised if there was. Yeah. I do know that there was one car on the boat. What to miss? Car that Rose and Jack oh, yeah. have sex in was a real car, and it was there. It was only one. I didn't write down the name of the fucking car. Probably a Rolls Royce or something. <laughs> I don't give a shit. It's um, all it was a car. It was, it was one car. So one before car. we get off Mr. Bruce Ismay, he's an asshole. We hate him from the beginning. <laughs> it is his fault that we're going so fast in the first place because he has not ordered the last four boilers lit. Captain Smith, Bruce Ismay, convinces him to do so because it's Ms. Captain Smith's last voyage and it's also the t- that Titanic's maiden voyage. We must give them something new to print. I want them to marvel at her speed. Isn't that how all movies happen? Yeah, there's always one fucking... No, I'm talking about like, you know, there's always dumbass. like... Oh, I got two weeks till retirement, then I'm done. Uh-huh. I got one more job, and we're going to do this job, and then right. I'm done. And then you die. Yeah. His last one, he's like, all right, I just got to make it to America, and I can retire and be happy. And he can't even do that. As soon as he knows the boat's about to sink, you can see it going in his head like, fuck, I have to go down with this goddamn boat because yeah. there's not enough boats. And I can't. I can't. I think he feels a sense of responsibility, though. He, he does. He feels he, the weight of his decisions. He, he does, but you see that, like... When he comes, he was asleep. He was asleep when it crashed. So right. he wasn't like there, you know, doing the response and at the helms of right. everything. But remember, he got the warning yeah. ahead of time. That His arrogance is blinding him as well. They got warnings, quite a few warnings from passing ships mm-hmm. telling them, yo, hey, girl. Yeah. There's the iceberg. That's ahead. why Lewis gets so upset. Lewis Bodine is like, there's Smith and he's standing there. And he's got the iceberg warning in his fucking hand. Excuse me, his hand. And he's, he's ordering more steam. More steam, and they were only going like they were making excellent time. According, they to were only Smith. one notch down from the fastest the boat could go. Uh huh. So they were fucking. They were hauling going ass, hauling ass, and and they ship. can't turn that giant fucking boat. No, he's like, why aren't they turning? They are. It's just it's a too big, small bitch, of a man. rudder. Yeah. Figures anything big enough to sink the ship, they're going to see in time to turn. The ship's too big with too small a rudder. They no anger could slow that boat down. Yeah. <laughs> no. Hell no. Um, uh, wait. Oh, I have a fun fact. <laughs> of course you do. Real fun fact. We've got so many fun facts that we're so like many. jumping on each I other. I know. Okay. Go ahead. Tell Here, your fun fact. Here's my fun fact. So they didn't have binoculars. Did you ever find those binoculars for the lookouts? I haven't seen them since Southampton. This is true. <laughs> there was one a guy who was ahead of, I guess, the lookouts or whatever. And right before the boat takes off, they, I guess, fire him and hire somebody else. But when he got let go, he never gave the keys back. So the binoculars binoculars 
are supposed to be locked in a locker that is in the ship. Damn. That I don't know if it could have helped them or not. Fuck yeah, could I mean, it was foggy as hell. Yeah. It was foggy, you know, and the, the water, water was there calm. There was no wind. And there was no wind. So yeah. when the water is calm during the ice, you can't you see, can't the, see water the water hitting it. And that is one thing that helps you notice that there's an iceberg. And they in couldn't advance, see it. Yeah. Because it was a calm, calm night. Yeah. Which now we know that when it is like that, that you need to watch out for icebergs because that's the sign that there is going to be icebergs. Mm-hmm. So yeah, really slow yeah. the fuck right down people. And I always thought like, where the fuck? How do they have binoculars? Yeah. Were they even invented yet? Like those are the things that I used to always think. No. But yeah, they were just True somebody story. somebody done fucked them. up. Oh shit! What's that one thing? One fourteen lifeboat six stops lowering after it is realized that there is not enough time to get it down into the water. Oh shit! We're sinking. Damn, yo! It looks like it's at about six degrees of tilt right now. <laughs> okay, yeah, bro. This video is really cool, you guys. This is so it's super cool, cool background. So. <laughs> You want to um, throw a Titanic theme party? I was about put to this say, up on the TV. This, I used to throw house parties, and I would put the burning log on TV oh, all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's always fun. This might be my new thing: <laughs> the sinking Titanic. Uh, Louis Bodine, before I get off of him, is played by a man named Louis Abernathy. Because Louis Abernathy is not an actor. Louis mm-hmm. Abernathy is a friend of James Cameron's who he wrote this role uh, modeled after Louis and he couldn't find anybody to play it the right way and therefore he hired Louis Abernathy to play Louis Bodine. Do you know who I would have probably cast? Who? Me. Say me. You, duh. Even though you're only like 12. Liar. <laughs> I was only 10. I don't know. No, I would... I can see Hoffman in this. Oh, you just Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh my person. That's who I would do. One, he kind of looks like him, and he reminds me of the character that he plays in Twister. Yeah. So I would have totally have picked him it's as well. The extreme. Yep. <laughs> Love that guy. Uh, should we dive into this cast? I thought we were slowly doing that. Let's. I don't let's know. Keep I guess cracking. so. All right, go uh, ahead. Somebody that we should mention very quickly is Susie Amos. <laughs> have you oh, met yeah, my what? granddaughter Lizzie? <laughs> she takes care of me. We met just a few minutes ago. Remember Nana up on deck? I go ahead and one. give that fun fact. I only have one. Give that fun fact. Throw it out there. I know she what plays it is. the granddaughter, mm-hmm. and she met and fell in love with James Cameron on the set of this movie, even though he was still married and not divorced from his fourth wife. Damn. So this makes his fifth wife and <laughs> her second husband, and. They have three kids together, and this is his longest marriage. They're still together. They are still together. Yes, they are. I did not know that until literally today, but yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess I never looked up him and his his bitch. She had a decent (laughs) career before this movie. Uh, She was a working actor. She only did a couple of projects after this movie, and I think she retired after they started having kids. Mm. All right. But I liked her. Can I I just say something? Yeah. I... Really, I'm getting like upset hearing how these women are like stopping their careers to raise kids. Mm. But in all of the actors that we've talked about, you've only said one man that has done that. Who's that? Oh, um, Rick Moranis. Yeah, Rick Moranis. And yes. that was because his wife passed. And that was only because his wife passed. Mm-hmm. Just think about that, you guys. Mm-hmm. That's pretty fucked up. We're it losing is. fantastic artists because families want to grow, which is fine. But men never have to sacrifice their career. In this day and age, I believe that it is the decision of the couple. 
Like, I'll tell you right now, if me and Ashley had kids tomorrow, I would be the one at home because that is the more responsible thing for the two of us to do. I agree. Because we're not first. That child is first. And her career is much more stable than mine is as an actor and as a filmmaker. Well, I mean, I understand. You're with uh, James Cameron, so you literally never have to work another day in your motherfucking life. And Mm -hmm. if you do want to work, you can work on one of his movies. Yeah, I'm sure she could have. And I'm sure, I'm actually, not, I can't speak for James because he's apparently he's got a reputation for being difficult to work with in the first yeah. place. So I'm sure he is controlling. I mean, Angelina still works. Mila Kunis still works. Yeah. Nicole Kidman still works. I know. All these women nowadays still work. It is 100% their choice. I mean, Jada never stopped working. Exactly. I get it. I'm just saying I don't like hearing that anymore. <laughs> I mean, it's starting to bug me. Sure. <laughs> Those them's were the times. Oh my I guess god, you guys! Say. The front of the Damn. boat. Damn, the front of the boat is underwater. The back end is starting to rise. Starting to rise. Up. All right, so we got to knock this out. Can we talk about my favorite character in the movie? Yes, Tommy. Tommy. Uh, we talked about him. Or I, I played him in the scene last oh, week. Oh, I was like, when did we talk about this? <laughs> I played him in the scene last week. However, I fucked up his last name. So in the scene, I said his name was Tommy O'Reilly, I believe. Was it O'Brien? Because it, it's not <laughs> O'Brien either. It's another Irish last name. Uh, what is his last name? Let me see. I forgot already. <laughs> I think I just wrote Tommy because I didn't get it. Tommy Ryan. Oh, Ryan. Close. Sounds better. Tommy O'Ryan sounds better. I'm pretty sure I said Tommy O'Reilly last week. (laughs) But he's played by Jason Berry. And I fucking love what he did with this movie. He did good. Like, he is funny. He's charismatic. He steals some scenes. And he's so present in so many of these shots that Cameron continually uses him. Mm. And also... I don't cry when Jack dies. I don't cry when the boat is going down or these montages or when the violins are playing and it's like the old people are in their bed or anything. Oh, that's that right there, Waterworks. I cry when Tommy dies. I mean, because his was senseless. He didn't need he to die. Did his not was an accident. Deserved to die. Right. You know, he got pushed and the guy got scared and he shot him. Mm-hmm. I get that. But those old people in the bed. Don't get me wrong. That stuff is heartbreaking. Tucking in the kids. You just see people like you know that you know that it was fucked up. You know that people were stuck down there because uh-huh. they locked the gates. You know that you know people were scrambling to save themselves and their. I mean, just when that the whole, mom's telling the stories to the kids and stuff. It's it's heartbreaking. I just it really cry is. every time because not because of the movie, just because I know it's real. Yeah, that's what's that's what makes me so sad. Is like, mm-hmm. fuck, these people yeah. really had to. Somebody went through this. Yeah, this and he's real. an advocate the whole time for. He is almost like the spokesman for the lower class, mm-hmm. right? And he is a good person he befriends jack and fabrizio and fabrizio Fabrizio. (laughs) and they become friends like fabrizio is right there and he is furious when he's shot like they were he blames immediately like they had been friends for years yeah he's like you murderer what the fuck yeah exactly (laughs) bastardo yeah what the fuck and he's also got some of the best lines in this movie he does first class dogs come all the way down here to take a shite Or when they're finally getting out of stairs, like if this is the direction the rats are going, that's good enough that's for good me. That's good enough for me. I love that. Music to drown by. Music to drown by. Now I know I'm in first class. Now I know I'm in first I class. I love him. The guy's like, yeah, take a vest. And he's like, give it a shit. Pretty uh-huh. much. Throws that on. He's told me. 
I would have been. I would have not left my cabin without yeah. the thing on. Yeah. I do have a fun fact. <clears throat> About uh, Tommy? Yeah. One of his big scenes is the bench scene. Yeah. Where they rip that motherfucking bench up and they knock that yeah. gate down. Yep. Fabric, Tommy, give me a hand here. Oh. fighting with that fucker. For God's sake, there's women and children down here. Yeah. I'd be like, there's Dude, humans I'm, down I'm, here. I'm rooting for him the whole fucking time. I, do, I just don't think that even if my job depended on it, even though it doesn't matter because the boat's sinking. The boat is fucking sinking. I'm going to let these people out because... I'm not going to have that on my conscience. Exactly. If I make it, I'm definitely not going to have that survivor mm-hmm. guilt not knowing only, that I didn't save anybody. Not only that, myself. your ass is down there with them, you're motherfucker. With them. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Get your ass get up out. there and get to safety because you're going to die too down there. Yeah. Well, okay. So that scene, they got injured. Mm-hmm. They injured themselves while filming mm-hmm. that. I don't know if it was that they like... Maybe they were gripping the bench wrong. I think that... As they were ramming it forward. I feel like what they end up doing was... Maybe the bench was like really nailed on there because you see them, they rip it. They rip it, yeah. Because Leo, he like throws out his shoulder. Uh, and he's in the back. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think it's from trying to rip it up, not uh, necessarily okay. throw, yeah, pulling it through. Yeah, you can pull out something from ripping it up, not from yeah, forcing it. That's what I'm saying. So I, I think you. that's what it happened. And Leo, he threw out his shoulder. And Tommy, he fucking hit himself hard on the fucking chin mm. with the bench. Yeah. So they hurt themselves on on doing that scene. And when I watched it today, I was like, well, maybe they really did nail that motherfucker. I felt like and when they were making the way these that they sets, rip it up, I believe that they did, and they just muscled it out. Yeah, that's because you can't really like fake the way it rips from the floor. Right. Too bad. You can but... nail it in, but you can build a lightweight. Sure. But they rip up not only the wood, but the carpet. Right. Okay, here's the the thing. thing You don't need to have the real actors do that. You just need to have it so that you see them and the whole rocking it and picking it up. And then you do a close-up of four or five dudes ripping it up. Sure. That's what I would do just so that it would be... But But as much detail that went into this movie, I don't think that was on their high priority list, I guess. They don't want to take the time to put the same wardrobe... On stand-in actors, no, because the shot is the shot is literally just the bottom. You see no one. You You see see nothing except that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It would not be hard to do that, (laughs) and for you to not want to, I feel like put your actors at jeopardy shot to a degree. So you see like part of their bodies, but like knee down. It could, yeah, but it could have been reframed. That's what I'm saying. For safety reasons, you rather hurt Leo, like. It was on the I last mean, day. He let Kate, <laughs> no, I can tell you what the last day <laughs> he was. You let Kate get pneumonia. Yeah, you, well, you well, just... What was the last day? <laughs> okay, so you want to hear the first scene first? Mm. First scene ever shot was the nude scene. Yep. Nice. <laughs> last scene ever shot was when Captain Smith is in the captain box and all the mm-hmm. water comes through the glass. Gotcha. That is the last shot. That's not him. That's the stuntman. But that is the... That's a wrap shot right there. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's a good shot to end on. Yeah. Yeah. Captain you, goes down with the ship. You only need so many, you know, people, crew yeah. members for that one. And stay. Why is it like, I've, that, I've worked on projects where like a sex scene is like the first scene that the two actors work on together. It's an icebreaker. <laughs> <laughs> and I did read that Kate to break the ice for that scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, when she first met Leo, she flashed him. Yeah. Just to like, like lighten hey, up the mood. Boom. 
There you go. And there you go. He was <laughs> Yet like, he was apparently still nervous. Oh, yeah. He improv You know this story. Yeah, I do. He, he improv the line when he's When he says on the couch, he says on the bed first. He's like, go oh, sit on the bed. Over on the bed. The couch. I mean, that was I an accident. Couch. On the bed. The couch. <laughs> he's nervous. I, I mean, he's like 20 years old. Yeah. I mean, only... damn. Kate had very... She looked great. She had nice titties. <laughs> yes. And at 20 years old, he hadn't seen too many titties at this I don't time. know. He was famous. True. I'm, I'm sure. I mean, I'm not going to say sure he hasn't seen begin- more than the average 20-year-old. What I'm don't saying get me wrong. Leo now beginning. has seen some titties. <laughs> no, he's still a virgin. You don't know that. Jeez. Okay. So, I mean, back then, maybe it was the beginning of his, like, I only date 20-year-olds models with nice titties time. We don't know. Yeah. He was famous, especially after this movie. He could have whatever pussy you wanted. It mm. was like, bitch, come over here. <laughs> I mean, yes, Leo. Somebody I forgot to mention that was supposed to play Jack, River Phoenix. Oh, oh I saw my that. God. Yeah. James yeah, Cameron had him yeah, in mind I do remember before that. Leo. But sadly, oh, River I, Phoenix did pass. Can I share? Yes, you can. Yeah. So after seeing Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, with uh, and I read reviews about interviews with Leo and Brad. So Leo shared a story of an eerie encounter with a celebrity that had passed. And Leo was at a party event, mm-hmm. and River Phoenix was there, and he saw River Phoenix coming up the stairs towards him. And Leo freaked out and was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm about to meet, I'm about to meet him." Mm-hmm. And he was about to stick out his hand to give him a handshake and introduce himself and some people got in the way because it was a whole party when they got out of the way river phoenix kind of, he disappeared yeah and leo kind of disappeared into the crowd yeah and leo like was like that? he was running up and down the stairs trying to find him because he really wanted to meet river phoenix yeah. and turns out that river was on his way out to go to the viper room that night and that was the night when he overdosed yeah uh, sadly he died yeah. In front of the Viper Room. Yes. Which was owned by Johnny Depp at the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now he doesn't own. He, he got rid sold of it, it after, yeah, after that happened. Incident. Yeah. I do want to say that the water is coming up the Grand Staircase. Damn. Damn, Gina. This is scary, yo. So, uh, it is coming. We are sinking. Jason <laughs> Barry, we love you. Keep doing your thing. We've seen you on Sons of Anarchy oh, yeah. and a number of other things. He's still working. He's still doing a great job. And we could talk about Danny Nucci, being that we're already talking about my boys. He plays Fabrizio. Fabrizio. Oh, Fabrizio. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any fun. So Danny Nucci does not have an accent. In real life. I know. I thought interview with him today and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, he doesn't have really an accent. He's from Austria. He's not not French. But, uh, yeah, he did a great job playing a Frenchman. He has had a great career ever since Titanic. He's got 95 credits to his IMDb as of right now. He's doing a movie right now called Street Walkers. He's not playing a street walker. I don't think. (laughs) name's mark gallagher so maybe it's a- okay. <laughs> but my dude has been on a whole bunch of tv shows he plays a lot of detectives nowadays uh he's falling into that casting uh the same as um what's his name fez from that <coughs> 70s show william balderrama where he's like <laughs> wilmer will will wilmer, wilmer balderrama <laughs> buscemi what <laughs> i wasn't gonna make fun of nobody because god knows i can't fez? say shit 
Fans. Fans. Gift of Fans. Foreign exchange student. Let me student. do it. Let me show you how it's done. <laughs> That's what Fez Fez. Well, he for. plays a lot of detective roles nowadays. Uh, he's been on 911 and The Rookie and The Fosters and a number oh, of different things. Matter of fact, he's uh, Mike Foster oh. on The Fosters. Okay. Nice. So on The Fosters, he doesn't play a detective, <laughs> but on a lot of other shows, he does. Fabrizio, ah, oh, man, it breaks my heart when he dies too. I know. He's trying so hard to fight mm-hmm. for his life. That's going to happen in a few minutes. <laughs> first... Talking about Fabrizio. So, it's the first stack. The first... What are those stack called? The smokestack. Smokestacks. So those things, it didn't really fall on him, obviously. That's another one of those motion capture situations. So they had to build a smokestack. It was 14 and a half feet tall. And it was, they tried to make it as light as physically possible. But it's still heavy as fuck. But the frame was made out of either steel or aluminum. The rest of it was made out of cardboard. And, so it just soaked in the water. And the same way, you look down on him yeah. and you see he's like going like this. And then all of a sudden you look back up and it's coming down. Mm-hmm. But before that, if you look, everything is black behind him. Therefore, they had to do some cuts. It's really falling in a soundstage or maybe in the parking lot. I don't know. I think it's a soundstage. <laughs> it's, it's in the parking lot again. It's probably the, the big uh, water It's tank. a soundstage in the parking lot. Can I give you a fun fact about the smokestacks? Yes. Real fact, okay? Mm. There were four on this boat because they thought four looked grand Mm -hmm. when only three of them actually work. What? The fourth one is put there uh, for looks, but it also works as ventilation for the kitchen. So there was a purpose to it, but it just was not part of the the stacks. Too hot in the kitchen? Too hot in the kitchen. Too hot in the kitchen. I'm too hot. Uh, also, uh, speaking of the smokestacks, the wires that are connected to them, those things really did get snapped off oh, yeah. and fall into the water in the movie oh, okay. while there were people in the water. They so they could have cut very, very meticulous about how and where those things I don't dropped. like it. I'd but be like, no. I don't want to be in that scene. Yeah, cut me out of that scene. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. He's like, I'm, I'm telling cut you, you out. The stunt people in this movie. Brutal. Absolutely. People did get hurt. Mm-hmm. So did the actual the first teamers. So yeah. the first team actors. got hurt. Yeah, but... they all bruised up and yeah. yeah, some people broke bones. Doesn't the Queen Mary only have three smokestacks? They do yeah. only have three smokestacks. Here's some fun stuff. One, I love the Queen Mary. <laughs> have gone there before. Have you guys been on the Queen yes. Mary? Yes. It is on Halloween. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. <laughs> uh, mainly, I do go on Halloween for the uh, horror nights or whatever they have there. But the Queen Mary here in Long Beach, California, is bigger than the Titanic. So I it was smaller. Nope, it is bigger than the Titanic. That bitch is bigger. What? Yes. When was the Queen Mary made? After, after. the Titanic. After, after. Okay. <laughs> so it is bigger than the Titanic. It is apparently better made. If you are out here and you kind of want to get the feeling of what it was like to be on a cruise ship back at that time, that is a perfect place to yeah. fucking go. Wow. Because it is... We got to go back. I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah, you can go take a tour. There's tours of it. Yeah. And, you know, you can walk During around. the day. They have night tours yeah. as well. <laughs> they have really cool bars. <laughs> Yes, it is one of the most haunted places in America. No. Because it was used as a, not only a cruise liner, but it was used as an army ship. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it was modeled after the Titanic. But it was used as an army ship to pick up like refugees and supplies like that. So a lot of people did end up dying on that boat. (laughs) Can I give you a mad fact? What you going to piss me off about? Okay, so there really was a boat that had 12 people on it. And I saw one boat with only 12. 12! And they was called the Millionaire Boat. Motherfuckers. This boat contained 
five millionaires and seven crewmen. And all crewmen were paid equivalent of like 580 bucks to not fill the boat. They were one of the first ones off, and they were one of the furthest ones away from the wreck. Motherfucker! They never went back to go get anybody or to help anybody. And the guy who bribed the crew members actually ended up having to go to court and answer for this because because you did this, you lost, you know, another 20, 30 people could have fit in your boat, but you didn't even want Try. that. 70. Yeah. They were tested in Belfast 70s. with the weight of 70 men. Yeah. Now I just read earlier. these boats, Mr. Said, Lizzo, for God's sake, man. It said the last boat had 40 people in it. Boat 9 was the last Fucking one to go assholes, off. assholes, man. There were only 20 boats on, on the boat, and 17 of them actually made it into the water. Some of them, like you see in the movie, fall capsized. capsized. Break, you know. There was one that actually did make it into the water that capsized. And, and sank? No, it's... Because the capsize, it holds the air there, so it uh, sat there, and people climbed on top of it and sat on it and waited for help. I would say that counts. Yeah. yeah. Oh, as a boat? I don't know if they counted it or not, but... As a raft. It did It did yeah. help people. And back then, you didn't have to have a boat for every soul on the boat. You only had to have as equivalent to whatever... How heavy your ship was was how many boats you had to have. There was like, what you, what you end up having to have. So after this horrible disaster laws were put into effect that you have to have boats and life preservers for everybody mm-hmm. and that you can't do this and you can't do that a lot of rules and safety programs were created because of this crash because yeah. the richest man in america sank on this fucking boat yeah <laughs> that's why some rich people died that's yeah. why they had to put these laws yeah. in place but i mean either way it, but it helps us 12 though. motherfuckers 12 seven of them being crewmen crewmen you gotta Ooh. be shitting me Ooh. oh i'd be furious yeah if i survived i'd be whooping some ass yeah i would go specifically to that boat so when after i got off on the survivor ship or whatever it is yeah so i mean like when <laughs> I know. Mad fact, indeed. I know. So when man, Mr. Anderson is like saying, you know, there twenty or so, twenty or so, I saw and one I, boat with only 12. 12. 12. That is real. He, there really was a twelve mm-hmm. boat of rich ass people and people who just didn't give a shit. Damn. And he was and like, he does a great job. He does. Victor Garber is who we're talking about. He plays Mr. Andrews. I've built you a good ship, Rose. Young Rose. <laughs> Victor Garber. You know what I think of? What I think of him? Huh. First wise love? Yes. <laughs> That's not what I was going to say, but yes, definitely. What? I think of Cinderella because he plays the king with Whoopi. Oh, really? i never seen that one. I'm sorry. <gasps> with Brandy? I haven't seen that one. Wait, or maybe what? I did when I was a kid. I don't remember. Brandy and Whoopi? If and anything, Whoopi? I don't remember it. Well, yeah. Well, he plays Prince, the prince's dad along with Whoopi as his wife. Okay. And that's, I like that. As a little kid is what I usually... Victor Garber is that so guy. That he hasn't seen it. Get off my ass! I ain't seen everything. Okay. Oh my god! One Smashley. Now it's on you. Mm-hmm. You have to make this happen. Oh, I will. Okay. Sure, she will. I guess next musical month. That's what I'm gonna have to pick. Okay. There you go. You're yeah. gonna get around to it before she does. <laughs> and then you have to watch it. Yeah. All right. So, like I was saying, Victor Garber is that guy that you've seen. A million times, but you didn't know, know his, his name. name. <laughs> He's that guy yeah. from that thing. Yeah, from everything. From everything. He's got that stereotypical 
older white man face. He's been old for a long time. He has been old for a long time. For like a good like 20, 30 years, I would well, say. Well, yeah, if he's old in Titanic. He's, yeah, absolutely. And he still looks exactly he the does same. He look exactly the same. He's one of the few white guys that doesn't age. <laughs> but you'd know him, like you, like we said, in this from First Wives Club. Whose husband is he? He's, he's Goldie Hawn's Goldie husband. Goldie Hawn's ex-husband. That's right. He leaves her for Kelly. No, Tori from Saved by the Bell. Yeah, Jesse. Jesse. Jesse Spano from Saved by the Bell. I'm Monique. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, Mom Dude has 138 credits to his name. He was the dad on Alias? He was the dad on Alias. He was in Argo. He was in, I want to say he was in Lincoln with Spielberg. I didn't see and so many, so many other things. So many other fucking things. I can't even go down the list. Right now he's also doing a TV series called Power. I haven't seen it, but it's been on for like six years already. <laughs> Wait, you might not have seen it, but you do know like Power. I've heard right? of it. I don't know what okay. it's about. Well, so it's on his last season, so you should watch it. <laughs> I, I just barely started watching Mad Men today. <laughs> okay. And it's a pretty good show. Do you want to hear a fun fact? I don't know what all the fuss was about. <laughs> do you want to hear a fun fact about... Thomas Andrews. Mr. Andrews, yes. yes. He was a ship builder, and he was trying to help people by handing out life jackets. And there's reports of him throwing lawn chairs into the water for people to hold on to. There you go. And he also, last time he was seen, was in a smoking lounge looking at a picture of the ship mm. with his life jacket sitting on a table nearby. So James Cameron did keep it... 100. 100 on that <laughs> by having his characters run through there yeah. and giving that life jacket to Rose. Yeah. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Dude, he did a hell of a job at he depicting did. this and being as true to history as he possibly yeah. could. There were some things that weren't true, obviously. Like, all of the crewmen that you see, you know, the people sending the, the distress sign, the lookouts, the first captain, and everybody else, all the hand decks and stuff, they're real. Based off of real people. Mm -hmm. And the guy who accidentally shoots Tommy and the other dude, he shoots himself Mr. and Lowe. dies. That is not how it went down. There is no claim that he committed suicide in any way or mm -hmm. that he even shot anybody. So I sure, think you got to tie up the story. He took to some liberties degree. with that. And James Cameron, if I'm not mistaken, got sued by the family by saying, like, hey, man, that's not what happened to our relative. Like, oh. you sitting here telling lies that. We're going to think are real for decades to come. Oh, shit, life boats. I guess. I mean. I don't know. Is there a statute of limitations on that, being that it was in 1912? I don't know if they won no. or anything or anything like that. Yeah. But, I mean, you still have to ask to use their likeness. So you right? Sure. So yeah. you still had to go to their great-great-grandchild and be like, hey, girl, is it cool if we use your grandfather around here, blah, blah, blah. And then I go see the movie and you, you line on my grandfather and make him look like a punk, like he just... He couldn't handle it. He killed people and then he killed himself. I'd be kind of pissed too. I mean... If it was you, it was a story of your life and I saw that, I'd be like, what the fuck? That's not the way I see it. I don't see it as if he killed people deliberately. No, he was it just was, trying to keep them no, back. No, I'm he not was, saying that he did it yeah. deliberately in any way. I'm just saying if I saw my great-grandfather and I know that, you know, reports show that he tried to help people and do uh -huh. all this stuff and he didn't shoot himself, I would be upset too. Like... He, this movie is the 
one of the most highest grossing movies and most seen movies of all motherfucking time. So mm-hmm. people are going to take this as fact. Like sure. Smashley said, there's a Jay Dawson who has nothing to do with this goddamn movie who's getting people coming into his grave a hundred years later. <laughs> has nothing to do with Amazing. anything. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> I see him as an honorable person though. I see him as a good naval officer. I Look see the him water's coming being out. responsible and keeping people at bay, keeping these men who are trying to get on these boats to save their lives yeah. in front of these women and children. Yeah. And it has gotten to this point. It's desperation time. This ship is sinking. It is going down. People are going to die. People have already died already. The fact of the matter is he has warned all these people. He's pushing them back. He is literally at the edge of the ship. I know. He could be pushed over. Trying to push 50 men back and maintain order. And yeah. it's not happening. And they're no longer afraid of the gun because they're going to die anyway. I mean. And therefore he shoots one guy. And I think that's why they give Tommy the lines that they do. Because he's in front and he's yelling and talking shit to Mr. Lowe because he calls him a limey bastard. Give him, give us a chance to live, you limey bastard. That's what I'm saying. And then immediately his distraction is to the right, to somebody who's trying to jump over. And then so he shoots that guy. And then the distraction is to the left where somebody pushes Tommy forward. And then he's like almost point blank when he shoots him. Right. I don't see that as dishonoring his name. And I'm the saying... fact of the matter is he killed Tommy on accident. What I'm saying is that if that, this... You know, he, character Mm -hmm. did not kill anybody or kill himself but is portrayed as that in the movie then i would be upset that's what i'm saying if your grandfather didn't go out by shooting himself he went out by saving people or drowning because he couldn't get on the fucking boat that's how i want his story told not that he shot himself that's all i'm saying you're you're making up you're making up history which this movie is but it's, make, it's this fiction. movie is making up history for the most part this is labeled as a fiction it's not a documentary it's, true. it's not a depiction of what really happened they tried to but do but the much majority as possible, of the people but on people this need to know that this is a fictional story it is but the majority of the real people that are in this movie are portrayed as they were as much as can be. As much as can be. If you're going to show Mr. Andrews, the last time you see him is in the fucking room looking at a picture of the ship without his life jacket on, and that's real, and that's something that you're portraying, why would you muddy somebody's name by making it seem like they committed suicide? That's all I'm saying. I get that. Because the, the audience sees it as, oh, he actually did that, and their family's just trying to say that's not No, that's happened. not how he went out. Sure. I'm just saying I would be upset. I might not have sued him, but I definitely would come forward and be like, don't believe the hype because they depicted something that didn't happen mm-hmm. with a real person. But again, like and you said, they real, probably... If it really matters to the family, they would do that rather than take If my- I still have to sign a form for you to use my relative's likeness, get it right. Did they sign a form? They would have to sign a form. Someone has to sign a form mm. to use the likeness of these real people. You know who didn't have to sign a form? Bill Someone Paxton. who's fake. <laughs> Stupid. We're sinking. We're sinking. We're uh, going to talk about him definitely when we do Twister, which is also a great 90s movie uh-huh. with amazing special effects. We can't pass him up, though. I don't. I just don't have any fun facts for that reason. I mean, I don't have any fun facts, but I do love Bill Paxton. And this was a great movie of his. He plays the boss, I guess you could say, the documentary, the filmmaker, the treasure seeker. What's it called when you... Grey robbing... I mean, I don't know if... I don't know, because they don't really care about Titanic or 
preserving anything or you know bringing up artifacts they literally only care about one thing yeah they're trying to find the money they have investors who are interested in finding the diamond because that's going to get them paid yeah that is their job they are treasure hunters yeah you know and that thing is down there for the last hundred years unclaimed or 85 85 years or so yeah it's 100 over it's 102 now wait 107 7 107 now 2012 with 100 107 which also made titanic come back into the theater and also in 3d and yeah i don't like 3D. i missed that train <laughs> uh i did go back to go see it so i guess okay t- total time in 20 years of seeing this fucking movie in yeah. theaters that would make it four i saw it three times when it first came out in the theaters and then i did see it again uh but um Bill Paxton, Brock Lovett is his name in this movie. And yes, he is a thrill seeker. He's a treasure hunter. And he is the catalyst to the story of Rose. And he's kind of the only one that believes her. Like, because Mr. Bodine doesn't believe her or anything. But he he openly says, And everybody knows about the diamond who's supposed to be dead or on the spot, but she knows. Yet she knows about the diamond. And that's why he brings her on, and this is that's why you, you are my new best friend, and this, that, and the other. I'm curious though how he doesn't realize that she has the diamond. Why? Would that's he where the two percent she... gets taken away. That's why, why he, it gets ninety percent. Why would he think? Because she tells him the story, and he openly says. I put the diamond in the coat, and I put the coat on her. But I get that, but she, then again, she's not there for that, so there's right. no way for her to tell that part of the story. She wouldn't have said that to him. Yeah, he could have. It's he, in the story that she told. He could have made the connection if he was paying attention that the jacket that Jack was. Oh wait, wait, wait. Rose. That's not even the same jacket. That's not the same jacket. There's no Just way. Kidding. There's literally no way because one, she doesn't realize it until she is in America. That's right. even in her jacket. Mm-hmm. So it, she wouldn't mention it. Him, Cal say. Oh, you're right. Cal because saying, she's running off. That's she's just, running off. So, so Cal that's saying, a part of the story that Rose isn't telling. She's not telling right. him that. So he doesn't. It's just a part in the story, in the story. that's added in. Because Rose for doesn't the know audience. what the fucking Cal says. Yeah. Because she's gone. She's gone. He was chasing her with a gun. The last thing she hears. I hope you enjoy your time together. And he just, you know, she ran off. Mm-hmm. So because she doesn't realize it until the end. She could have took that jacket off and threw it somewhere like she did her other jacket. <laughs> I don't understand his end scene, though. Like he has this cigar and he was saving it for when he finally found the diamond and stuff. Right. And he throws it in the ocean. But she doesn't openly say anything about the diamond of what whether he she has it or whether it went down with the ship or what well he knows it went down with the ship because cal claims it days after the boat sinks for insurance money so there is record of him not having it because if he had it he would probably sell it especially when the stock market crashed and Mm -hmm. he's like about to kill himself that would have gotten him a nice piece of change I don't know. I don't like that she throws it in the water anyway. Yeah, I don't like it. Her fucking granddaughter could have had that. There goes the 2%. Just yeah. Seriously. Hey, that's that's one of my <laughs> biggest things that I hate about it is that she throws it in the ocean. Gloria Stewart. I wish that she didn't give it to Bill Paxton. Like, I don't want him to have it. I don't want him to have it. But I want her to, like, in her deathbed. Yeah, pass it to the granddaughter. She's been sitting here taking care of your old ass for how long? And you ain't going to leave her with no... Nothing. 
I would have had her, millions. No, no, no. She makes sure to give it to her granddaughter Lizzie. Yeah, James Cameron. What was with the ending? <laughs> yeah, James, if you could email us at Lights Camera, Camera Cocktail, Cocktail, no S, no S. I want to know because we're curious why you chose to throw that part of the ocean back in the ocean. I feel like it don't make too much sense. Can I give you a fun fact before we move on about Gloria Stewart? <laughs> sure. You want a fun fact about her? Sure. Why not? Right. I got one for you for that one. So, like you said, she was nominated for Best Actress for playing... Supporting. Supporting Actress for playing Old Rose. Mm-hmm. And she knew that she wasn't the Rose, that she's playing off of Young Rose. Yes. So she made so, sure that yeah. she met with Kent Winslet yeah. so that they could, you know, she could see how she walked and talked and all that stuff so that she, the older her could be her. Yeah. So they, these old, these ladies got together. That's cute. Popped a bottle of <laughs> champagne. Killed a bottle of champagne. Killed a bottle of they champagne. That shit. And literally just sat there and chit-chatted about everything and anything for hours. Mm-hmm. And it was both one of their, both of theirs like favorite memories from like doing the movie was That's like awesome. getting to like meet each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like really cool. Afterwards, Kate said that Gloria Stewart is the kind of older woman that Kate Winslet wants to be. Mm -hmm. Uh, So uh, Gloria Stewart was born on a dining room table in Santa Monica in 1910. Wow. Yeah, she is the only person (laughs) on this entire movie who actually was alive when the Titanic sank. Mm -hmm. That's right. She was two, two, Mm -hmm. coming up on two years old when the Titanic sank. Uh, she was born in Santa Monica, California, and she in high school was voted most likely to succeed. Oh, and boy, did she. <laughs> yeah, and she did. Because she worked and for she, a very, uh, very long time. She openly joked saying she didn't realize it was going to take so long. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, it happens. But uh, yeah, she was an actress for many, many years. She stepped away from acting and did other jobs, though. Like she moved to Carmel, where she did theater. And she, she uh, started money a family she thing. Santa Monica. I know, right? <laughs> Dude. She, uh, is she a... also lived in New York for a while. And she started making furniture that she would like make specifically for celebrities like Judy Garland and such. Oh. Judy. She, she continued to like learn new things. Mm-hmm. So, As you should. Mm-hmm. So like when I think one of the reasons why when they show her house in the beginning and she's painting, it's because she really is a painter. She is a very, very accomplished oil painter. And some of her paintings are at, I can't remember which museum in Los Angeles, as well as she is a very prolific bonsai trimmer. Trimmer? I I want a bonsai. She's got some bonsais that are still on display at the Huntington Library. How big are they? I don't know. I hope they're huge because she's old as fuck. Well, like you said, she passed away in 2010, so somebody else is keeping up with them. That's fine. But uh, But I really want a bonsai. They're actually really hard to take care of. I do know this. And they're expensive. I have a personal uh, thank you that I have to give to Gloria because she is one of the reasons why we have the Screen Actors Guild now. Hey, girl! She's one of the founders of the Screen Actors Guild. So she was working very hard at forming that guild in the 30s and 40s, I want to say. Something Mm -hmm. like that. Not only that, there's a famous story about her. Oh, shit. So she was doing a play in Carmel, which later got brought to the Pasadena Playhouse. Pasadena Playhouse. Which brought her back to Los Angeles. And when she was there, that's when she was discovered. 
She was discovered by two studios, Universal as well as Paramount, and they were both vying for her contract, and they settled it with the coin flip. Universal won. Oh, wow. I'd be like, whoever's offering the Because back then it money? was the studio system. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you of worked course. for a studio. studio. You yeah. weren't like a uh, independent contractor. Right. So Universal won the coin flip, and therefore she went with Universal. Uh, however, eventually she got tired of doing the movies that she didn't feel like creative there. And well, so yeah, because she went you, on to work with other studios. You didn't get to pick your movies when you worked in studios. Yeah. Unless you were like a huge, huge star like Clark Gable or something like that where, you know. You drew uh You, you draw numbers, crowd. yeah. And you don't get to leave your contract unless you're people like Clark, Clark Gable who did that <laughs> for fucking Gone with the Wind. There, you know, and you have to pay the studios so much money. So she was during that time when it, Actors really were just puppets. Mm -hmm. Oh, I remember what it was. So she did a landscape of the Watts Towers. Ooh. And that is what is on permanent collection at the Los Angeles County Which Museum. We still need to go to the Watts Towers. Yes. Oh, but I've, painting I drove by, but I've never got to actually like, get the, on the uh, Los Angeles County Museum. That's where it's on display. The last thing I'm going to say about her is that she is the first and one of the few people to receive the uh, Centurion Award She, while still being alive. She received the award in July of 2010 and then passed in September. Wow. So she like barely. She made it though. She murdered it. Mm-hmm. She died in September? September. Uh, Is it close to her birthday? Was she born in September? Oh, she was born in July. Yeah. Okay. Gloria Francis Stewart. <laughs> we love you. All right. She was great. I really, really enjoyed watching her. She didn't go back to acting until her husband passed in 1978. That's why we didn't see her for many, many years. You actually think this is you, Nana? It is me, dear. Wasn't I a dish? Wasn't I a dish? <laughs> <laughs> Can I give you a fun fact? Sure. Because the movie ran for so long... They had to send out replacement reels to theaters because they had worn out. Wow. Word. <laughs> word. Now, word up. <laughs> I got another one. You ready? Sure. So the VHS dropped in the U.S. on September 1st, 1998. Okay. While it was still being played in 447 theaters. Yes. So. I like that. It was still playing in theaters. And you could buy it on DVD or VHS. Pre-DVD. 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 Yeah. <laughs> um, the front of our ship is in the water. Damn. So we got to get this cracking. The ship is almost sank, y'all. It's almost sank. So uh, Frances Fisher, <laughs> she Ruth. is a bitch in this movie. Ruth, Shh. exactly. Ruth DeWipicator. Um, she might be a bitch, but she has probably my favorite line in this entire movie. I know what it is. What is it? Go ahead and say it, but I know what it is. Because it's unfair. Of course it's unfair. We're women. Our choices are never easy. Our choices are never easy. They're never easy. Because we're fucking women. We don't get none of this shit. I mean, I understand where the mom was coming from because, you know, women couldn't really work and do anything on their couldn't own back then. back then. And so it was like, lose everything or pit my 18-year-old daughter out to some rich dude. Mm -hmm. And that sounded more up her style of fucking shit. But I think that's kind of the prim and proper way. Like, when Rose looks over and she sees the little girl and the mom, mm -hmm. you know, showing her how to 
be all proper. How to be a lady and how to be a... Yeah. I've literally always watched that and, like, wanted to die. Like, I just... I, I hate it. I just hate it seeing that, one, she's not happy being herself. She has to be this high standard society person and then you look over at this little girl who also has no choice and it's going to end up just like rose Mm -hmm. unhappy and wanting to jump off of a friend of a fucking ship because she can't be herself another thing that i did learn was that they had in the dressing rooms a three hour long videotape of showing everybody how to act and walk and the proper things in that time period Yes. Mm-hmm. I'd be like this because I had a corset on and some shit. <laughs> yeah, you take your hats off. And yeah. You got to stand when women get Never up. And, and one of the things that I did see and they showed was like how the mom was showing the daughter like the right things to do. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, you know, a kid might pick up a cake like this and you not making a big deal like, uh-uh, use a fork. You would just be like, fork. And you would just like put her hand down mm-hmm. and then she would like grab the fork. Like very Which is subtle things interesting because that you would have to do. Mm-hmm. The little girl, I saw that video too and it's not the same little girl. I think they recast the little girl. No, it's not. It was just showing... I think that was part of the video that I was talking about uh-huh. of showing things that you need to work on ah, for, your, see. for your character. So it wasn't the actual no. actors. It was somebody who was displaying for the actors to see later how to do it. Yes. I see. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Well, Frances Fisher, who plays Ruth, she's a great, great actress. I've really enjoyed her in a number of things. Uh, like The Lincoln Lawyer. Did you ever see that? Nope. McConaughey, Ryan Phillippe? Nope. Damn good movie. I've never even heard of that. I'm going to give you a fun fact about her. Sing it. <laughs> you don't want to hear me sing right now. <laughs> this is a fun fact. <laughs> oh, okay, good. So, well, don't worry, we're about to take the was long doing sleep. a film in 1989 directed by Mr. Clint Eastwood. Who? Clint Eastwood. <laughs> You never, never heard of him. him. Never. Not a never. <laughs> not a nail, not a nail. Well, uh, she was playing opposite of Clint in that movie, and that turned into a six-year relationship with Clint. They have one child together. They separated in 1995. No offense, I'd separate from him, too. But Why are you hating on Clint? Personal reasons. I gotcha. <laughs> you know Clint? Yeah, you know, be tight. All right. He never wants to put me in the movies. That's why. <laughs> All right, we're going down. Our butt's about to come out of this water. So Okay, then fine. Francis, we love you. You were great. Kathy Bates, we love you. You were great. I'm kidding. <laughs> Kathy Bates, I love you. You are fucking great she in really everything is. you ever possibly she do. She movie. really, really is. I even I love you in this movie. I love you in Misery. I love you in American Horror Story. I love you in The Office. Mm-hmm. You fucking kill it. I even watch your stupid weed show on Netflix. That's how much I love you. <laughs> and that wasn't even that good. <laughs> I'm only going to say one thing about Kathy as far as fun facts and stuff. A lot of people believe that she started her career very late because she did Misery when she was 42 years old. The cock-a-doody story. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, that, that's but a- the fact of the matter is Kathy Bates has been acting long, long before. Her first credits date back to when she was like 21 years old. She was out there hustling. So you cannot knock Kathy Bates and say that she started late and just sprouted up out of nowhere. She earned every step that she got. It's like Lucy. Lucy didn't make it famous until she was in her Mm -hmm. 40s. 
She was the B-rated queen. Yeah. And her as Molly Brown, I think, is fantastic. She does. She a does great depiction of like a was she like a Texan or something like that? Something like that. I don't know where she's from, mm-hmm. but she does look similar to the real Molly Brown, mm-hmm. as does the captain, as does Mr. Andrews. Looks close to his. Like the people, they did a really good job. Sure. And uh, we love you, Kathy Bates. You're mm-hmm. the best. <laughs> we'll talk about you and yeah, favorite line again. of Kathy Bates. You got us up here with this on, and you have us cooling our heels. And she's all fucking pissed. Yeah. I don't know. She says, or she'd be like, she shine like a brand new penny. Yeah. <laughs> she does. I will say that um, I like the way she depicts Molly Brown because, like we all know, she is new money. She doesn't come from these families that have been grooming their kids since day one and shit. Otherwise, but she wouldn't she have helped Jack. She her head very high. Yeah. Because she's like, bitch, she, she still, still got money. keeps herself. She knows that some of these women don't like her and that they turn their nose up at her. Yeah. And she throws it right back in their faces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like she goes to sit with them and They're like, Hurry up, Ruth she's is like, there's a vulgar Molly Brown woman come before she sits with us. She's like, hey, girls, I was trying to get to drink some tea with y'all. Oh, I'm afraid you missed it. We were about to take a walk on the deck and get the air. Oh, perfect. That's what I was going to do, too. Come on. Yeah, like, like I need like, to catch up on my gossip. On my gossip. I'm like, God damn, the gossip is, we don't you like you, bitch. I don't like me. I'm going to rub it in your face. <laughs> and you stuck with me. <laughs> uh, it's time to talk about our uh, main three actors. Dun, dun, dun. You got a fun fact before that? Yeah, you want, you want a fun fact about... Throw it out. Are we talking about Billy? Yeah. Okay, so the coffee scene with Rose and Cal was ad-libbed by Billy. So, like, the line where he was like... My wife in practice, if not yet by law, so you will honor me. You will honor me the way a wife is required to honor a husband. And you will do what the wife is supposed to do. All those lines are improv by him, and that's why Kate face is the way it is because the bitch didn't know what the hell he was about to say to her yeah i don't know if the like table turning over was like added or if he just like in the moment felt like that's what he needed to do mm-hmm. but it is a intense scene yeah. and i always i always felt like really bad for her and just like the maid feels really bad when she walks in like fuck this dude's at it again yeah <laughs> you know, mean, don't worry about it i'll pick this up just go go somewhere yeah. I wonder if maybe that's how it turned into that. Maybe it wasn't in the blocking or anything for him to turn over the table, mm. but he did that because they maybe weren't getting what they needed out of each other. Yeah. Or James he did feel that up. in the moment yeah. because there's a number of things where James Cameron would like something and then unfortunately they would have to redo it because they only got one shot of it. You capture that magic and then you got to recreate it for other angles. Because I know that in that scene, they cut to a close-up of him right in her face mm-hmm. when he's saying, my wife in practice, if not yet by law, mm-hmm. so you will honor me. Mm-hmm. They probably He probably did it, scared the shit out of her, and then they had to redo it. But she they also did. gets him back. She does. So here's a fun fact. The spitting was improvised. It was supposed to be, she was supposed to take out a hairpin and stab him in the hand mm-hmm. and run off. But she thought of, like, well, what if I just, like, spit in his face? Mm -hmm. And they spit so much in his face that she ran out of saliva, and they had to use lube and egg whites. (laughs) You put lube in your mouth. (laughs) To spit. That's how she got that good loogie all in his face. Yeah. I mean, like, look. As well as the scene with her and Jack spitting. Yeah. That wasn't originally in the script. It was not. But Billy Zane, I love this dude. 
I I would love to see more of Billy Zane. One of my favorite roles of his is Tombstone. I was gonna say <laughs> the Mummy. The Mummy. That's what I was gonna say. That's how I, that's, the, that's when I saw him last time. Like after Titanic, and then I saw him in the Mummy. In the Mummy. In the Mummy. And that was like another it, villain. That's what I'm saying. And he just. He's a good villain, though. He's a good villain. He's, he's good always villain. been a good villain. One of his first roles was Back to the Future. Yeah, he's one of Biff's dudes. Yeah, yep. his name's Champ. <laughs> and so he's one of, exactly, he's one of Biff's dudes. And in this one, apparently he's incredibly fun to work with on set. I can see I can that. See it, yeah. And so I love that he has the ability to play these villainous characters, but it's not like that in real life. Yeah. That's good, because nobody was a real villain. No, of course not. You watching the ship? I am. Is it, it almost lo- underneath? It is. We just lost, I think, the second smokestack. So the we're... power's not out yet. Power's not out yet. Oh, that's why I said the second smokestack. <laughs> <laughs> well, my dude has uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven projects that he's doing right now. Oh, so, he, so he's still him. working with full steam ahead. <laughs> work, work, uh, 163 work, work, work. credits. To his name Damn. at present. Billy Zane, we love you. Keep doing you because uh, we want to see more. I even like the Phantom, yeah. even though most people didn't. Can I give you a fun fact before you move on to the next one? Sure. So the line when the guy with the gun is like, keep back. Get back, I say, or I'll shoot you all like dogs. Keep order here. Keep order, I said. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was improv by the actor. Uh-huh. And James Cameron loved it and came down and was like, oh, my God, that was awesome. Do it again. And he was like, what, no, what did I say? Yeah, he didn't remember what the hell he said. He was so in the moment, he <laughs> could not remember what he said. Wow. And he was like, you said, stay back or you're going to shoot him like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I said. Okay, I'll, I'll redo it. And, yeah, so that line was made up by the actor. And it is one of my favorite scenes. Mr. Lair, round this bert. I know, and he turns around. He's like, "Oh, I should put bullets in this." He probably should bullets in this motherfucker. <laughs> I'm about to shoot one of these fuckers. Yeah. Uh, who you want to talk about? I'm gonna give you the option. If you want to take Kate, I'll, I'll give you Kate. Sure, because I don't have much on uh, Leo because because I called dibs. He called dibs <laughs> literally Friday, and I was like, "You know what, bitch? I'm not even gonna do anything. That's fine. I'll wait till another movie." <laughs> so yeah, we can do Kate. I know some fun stuff. Go ahead. We talked about how she got pneumonia. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she did a lot of improv while she was on this set. So a lot of these big lines that we think when we think of her, she came up with. Which one? So some of the lines were when her when she comes to find Jack to thank him for saving her life. And she's like, you're, you're just so rude. And, you know, I, just, I came down here to thank you. And now I have. And, like, all that part mm-hmm. was improv by them. The spitting scene, like we said, was improv by her. And the line, check. Jack, this is where we first met. Was improv by her. That's a good line. Yeah. So she did, He James Cameron let his actors kind of fill their characters mm-hmm. more and letting them change things. Like we said, her spitting in Cal's face instead of dabbing her with a fucking <laughs> air pad, which I don't know how I feel about that. It one. would take too long, and I don't know if it would actually work. Her hair's down. Her hair is down, <laughs> for hair one. Is down. Two, hair is down. Two, he is an abrasive man who would probably grab her arm before she stabbed him. He's yeah. already pissed. Or maybe she just He's knows. already getting physical with him, her. Maybe she's just like, you know what? 
always have this ready just in case I need to stab this motherfucker because he'd be getting cray cray with me, which is understandable. It's understandable, and but she, like that you said, would have had been established earlier in the movie. That's what I'm saying. So, I which mean, would have taken more than 240 minutes. I'm down for that. Or two hours and 40 minutes. Oh, we're, look at that. It's capsizing. Our ass is out of the water, so we got to do this. We literally have minutes. And that's a big <laughs> ass. A, that's a big ass. <laughs> so the, it's in the water. There's approximately 1,500 people still on board. Damn. Yeah. And those people just, and when you get in the water, it's a done deal. Yeah. There was her dress that she wears through the second half of this movie. Yeah. Her dress was made to look good. In the movie, wet or dry. Oh. And they made 24 of versions of that dress. Oh, yeah, because she was wearing it for a couple months, right? Yeah. I mean, the yeah. whole second half of the movie, from from the picture on, that's what she's wearing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like we said earlier, it was uh, made uh, to depict that time. And so the whole thing is accurate. Like, there's even... A <laughs> oh, shit. We're not going to make it. <laughs> We're not going to make it. It is what it is. Uh, there's a fun video of Kate Winslet behind the scenes and she's dancing and lifting up her dresses like check out my bloomers Ooh. she's straight up wearing bloomers yeah, under there make it accurate. 1912 bloomers yep. go down below your knees yep. you know that's the sexy stuff you show a little right? bit of ankle a bit of- <laughs> you showing a little bit <laughs> I do want to point out in this like every all the fans of this movie think that she that her character is selfish because both her and Jack could have fit on the door. Yes. <laughs> on the plank of wood. 2.20 in the morning. Yeah. Titanic is officially underwater. We, we have officially yeah. sank. But I do want to talk yeah. about the door. Mm-hmm. Yes, please. Mythbusters. Yep. One of my favorite fucking shows. That's a good ass show. Did a Titanic episode with James Cameron. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's on there. And they recreate this door to see if it would work. Now... The way they did it, because I know you're like, this two grown-ass men and not like two little skinny white teenagers. <laughs> mm-hmm. They did the door out of the same kind of like wood that oh, it would be made. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They made it to scale so that it would be even with the amount of weight that they weigh and the amount of weight that Jack and Rose would probably weigh so that it would be up to scale. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then they both got onto this water, onto the door, and it would sink. Mm-hmm. The only way that they would both be able to get on it is if they took off Rose's life jacket and tied it underneath the door make it float. to make it float. That's literally the oh, only way damn. Jack would have survived. Huh. I got another but, theory on that. Well, did you know that when they built that piece for the movie, they built it, they made it after, they replicated a piece from the Titanic that, that was survived, really survived that, yeah. mm-hmm. a piece, a door. Yeah. And the actual door is a lot smaller than the one that they built in the movie. Mm. Yeah. So if they were going to go off of like accurate depiction of that door, they both wouldn't have fit. Yeah, sure. she probably wouldn't have fit either. Yeah. Now, there is another way that Jack would have survived, and that is if Rose kept her ass on the boat. <laughs> we talked about this. She had two chances to get on two, two different to get motherfucking lifeboats. And Jack is a survivor and his ass would have found the door and stayed on it himself and they would have lived happily ever after. Or I kind of think Cal would have killed him. I think Cal would have killed him too. Well, if he would have never saved her life and she would have jumped off the boat, the boat would have had to make a stop and they would have never hit the iceberg. That's another good point. But 
this we're trying to think of scenarios where Jack lives. And I think that, that he would have lived. She would just would have died. He would have lived if she would have gotten on the boat and stayed on the boat on the last turn. I do believe that. I don't think that Billy Zane would. He openly says, you know, not that you'll benefit from it, but he doesn't give a shit. He's just trying to get Rose on the boat because he's already got an arrangement on the other side. He's not going to try, you know, kill Jack right in front of everybody. No, but I do feel like he. They would have gone their separate ways. Would have injured uh, him in some way. Jack would have met up with Tommy and Fabrizio. Hey, maybe they would have survived together because they can hold their own. I don't know. What if he was stuck with uh, Fabrizio and he got killed by the smokestack? Maybe. <laughs> but maybe not. Right? They would have been homies sitting next to each other. Or Tommy would have lived. He would have kept Tommy calm and Tommy wouldn't have fallen forward like he did. Or he maybe Jack would have gotten shot because Jack would be getting mad. He'd be like, open the fucking door. Possibly. Open the door. More so. Just the eyebrows. The whole time he's like dragging Rose and like helping her over and like trying to save her life because he yeah. truly loves her. Yeah. You yeah. know, and she is, as he says, an indoor girl. And so she doesn't know Spit how to do like these a man. <laughs> yeah. If she would have gotten on the boat, he only has himself to protect. Yeah. But I think that Jack would have survived if she would have stayed on the boat. But then it wouldn't be the Romeo. The second boat, not the first boat. It wouldn't be Romeo and Juliet. It wouldn't. We wouldn't have the song or the saying, I'll never let go. Love is when I love you. Can I give you a fun fact? Yes, please. You know who almost got a part in this movie? Huh? Lindsay Lohan. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she was eight at the time, and she auditioned for the role of the little girl on the Coral. boat. Coral. You're still my yeah. number one girl, Coral. You're still my girl. And she's that like, was mm. cute. She was cute. She was a sweetheart. But she didn't get the role because her hair was red. Yeah. And they thought she that. She almost got it. Yeah. She almost. She, yeah. Well, they practically cast her. Yeah. But they didn't want to mix her up with Rose and Roop's family. Mm-hmm. Instead of just giving her a wig like I would have done. But or dyed her hair. Dyed her hair. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like dyeing baby's hair. It's kind of fucked up. But sure. I would have threw a wig on that shit and been like, all right. Yeah, they could have done that. Well, she still would have had red eyebrows. You just pencil that in. She, but that was the, that break. was Cameron's she thing. Yeah. Is there was too many redheads in the movie. Yeah. Well, poor thing. There was but a bunch she, of Irish people fine. in this movie. Yeah, this is very very true. <laughs> Kate uh, said that uh, her favorite scene to shoot was the party downstairs. Oh I yeah, because that's the only time when she wasn't thinking about water. Yeah, she, she I was wasn't dry. worried about staying clean and proper and makeup perfect yeah. and hair. Perfect what? and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Not only that, but she loved dancing with Leo. Oh, yeah. She's like, I and paid good said, money to watch that full dance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so she truly, truly enjoyed that part of the filmmaking. I wonder, did she actually stand on her toes or was that a nah, stunt nah. person? Or was that just an effects rig? <laughs> I think Wire, it was an effects Wires, rig. I don't know. Because it is pretty impossible she do I it mean, without points. Shoes yeah, exactly. Off. You can do it on point shoes. Yeah, you can't do that straight <laughs> yeah. on toes. No. And um, the way that it's shot, it doesn't look like it. Also, uh, as a kid, I knew that even though right. I was in ballet she comes by from then. a family of actors, I don't think she like was traditionally trained in dance before this. You can't do it. It's not real. No. Yeah. <laughs> but her parents were actors. Her siblings are actors. But yeah, where's yeah. she from? She's English. She's grown to be mm-hmm. one of my favorite actresses. She's. I love her. I don't hate her. <laughs> she does have an Oscar. Actually, she's got an Oscar. She's got an Emmy. 
She's Oscar got for a what? Grammy. She does not have a Tony. What does she have a Grammy for? Uh, she has a Grammy for Best Spoken Word Children's Musical or uh, uh, Album or something like that. So she ain't got EGOT yet. We're waiting for that Antoinette Paris Award. Mm-hmm. She just her. finished doing a movie called Blackbird. I don't know what it's about, Ooh. but I'm curious. Blackbird singing right. dead on mm-hmm. night. Don't make me cry. Take these broken wings and learn to fly. Songs about black people. All your life. Yes, it is. <laughs> you mm-hmm. were only waiting for, for this moment to arrive. Okay, can I give you a fun fact now? <laughs> She's an avatar too. That was good. No. She is. Is she? Yeah, she is. I don't She's know. Working with Cameron. I'm now. like done worried about Avatar too because it's been like seven thousand yeah. years since the James last one. James has got Avatar five oh, in yeah. pre-production. Oh, I knew up to four. So I mean. I don't He's know. got it going through like 2027 or some shit. Get better actors, please. <laughs> okay, so here's the fun fact. So Air Force One, the movie, was supposed to come out on the same day as Titanic. Mm. But they pushed back the date of releasing it because they did not want to release on Titanic. Fuck no. But do you know what movie did get released on the same day as Titanic? What? The Postman with Kevin Costner and that movie fucking sucks and I don't think it just sucks. <laughs> wow. The critics think yeah. it sucks and it bombed in the theaters because it opened on the same thing as Titanic. Well, no That's shit. what you get, Kevin Costner. What does that have to do? <laughs> I don't know. Damn. Literally. She just wanted to throw, she just wanted to throw some salt in the air. I saw that on IMDb. They were talking about it and then I was like, ooh. I'm going to talk shit on Beyonce for no reason next episode. <laughs> you don't love Kevin Costner like I love Beyonce. That's not fair. <laughs> Um, I, have fantastic. A, I have a fun fact before if we're going to move on to our number one Are before we? we move on to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, get get your get your wins get your wins let on. Get your get your get your wins let on. Get your wins let on. So the crew member who goes back and saves her when mm. she blows the whistle. You guys punched in the face. No, oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. The guy in the boat. Okay. He gets punched in the Give face. Give me that shit. I'm thinking about the other one that she you asked for help. already. Okay. That's Mr. Fantastic. Come about. From Fantastic Four. Oh. <laughs> I didn't forget, forget the Fantastic Four. But I'm going to have to fact check you on that one. I told you that. I no, know she's you right. did. She's right. I just don't rem- remember checking on it. I mean, I don't remember I, checking I'm not going to fact check it. I'm just going to take you at your word. <laughs> I'm going to take you at your Fantastic. word too because What's the man's name? That's his face. They have the same face. It's him. <laughs> That he's girl also, has my face. He's also in 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> Who's he in them? The main guy opposite. When they did the life, like the real life version of. Uh, no. That's not him. That's Jeff Daniels. Yeah, that one's wrong. The other one, you're right. Wait, no, 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 no. There's now, two. Now I have to do it. He's 102 Dalmatians. Oh, oh. you said one. And one has the dude from House. <laughs> what dude from House? House. Oh. <laughs> 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 I don't know what his name. I can't remember what his name is. But right. yeah, House. Well, that was him. I am looking it up right now. If this is legit, does it come up? Reed Richards, right? Pl- uh, played by Lone. My dude's name is Lone, Lone. Ruffed. Titanic. Fifth, fifth Officer Low. Told you. He's like, oh. Why you gotta say told you? Because I told you. <laughs> I told you. I told you. It's a whole lot. You didn't tell me shit around here. <laughs> whole lot of so when I saw him as Mr. Animosity. Fantastic and 102 Dalmatians I was like oh it's the guy from Titanic 
I never put <laughs> I never put Mr. Fantastic together because that movie sucked. But uh, you right, you right. That's young him, and he was the only one who was like, "All right, right." Listen to me, man. We have to go back. I want to transfer all the women from this boat into that boat right now, as quick as you can, please. Let's get some space over there. And they only end up picking up like six people out of all the like fifteen hundred that went in the water. Mm-hmm. Damn shame. So you gonna start us off with your boo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You see, I turned off my screen. I did. You don't even need. I don't need that no, shit. You don't need Leo. no notes. No. This is our very first Leo movie. It is. It absolutely Woo! is. I'm excited. So how fitting. Le- <laughs> Leonardo Wilhelm, Wilhelm DiCaprio. Yeah, his middle name is Wilhelm. That's he cute. is part <laughs> Italian, part German, and he has two great grandparents who were Russian. Born November 11th, 1974. Hello. Which is why I have such admiration for him, because he's my birthday buddy. Uh, Not only that, but uh, his father was pretty much out of the picture at one years old. There's a picture of them together. Which uh, is similar to my uh, own experience. So I very much liked Leo. Does his dad come back now? Like, hey! I don't know. I don't think so. I know he's very, very close to his mom. Yeah. She's his date at uh, every Oscar. Just like... Brad awards Pitt that him. he goes yeah. to. That's what Brad Pitt does. Or does he? Yeah. yeah. He takes oh. his mama. I wonder if he stole that from Leo. or Because I know he's been doing it since like day one. Yeah. Leo was born in Los Angeles. Grew up mostly in Echo Park as well as Los Feliz. Ooh. Yeah, I said Los Feliz, not Los Feliz. What is That's how you say it. That's how hipsters say it out here. Oh, I was like, what's Los Feliz? Uh, his residence his home his childhood home is now the los Feliz public library oh i didn't know that yes it is down the street from here okay it is on franklin and hillhurst so can we go to leo's library house (laughs) oh it's not a house anymore it got torn down and now it's the public library still the property where the he property was where raised? he grew up is now the public library which he has donated uh many many dollars to to upgrade and yeah. you know all that stuff especially after the damage done to it after the 94 northridge earthquake oh, okay yeah. all right. uh that's all i got on leo i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> we ain't scratched the surface <laughs> i'm kidding i'm so kidding so uh what can i say about leo my dude i've always very much enjoyed leo his first big role was of course this boy's life before that he did commercials he was also on family ties i always mix up family ties and the facts of life just because family of the ties. name but yeah facts he was on family is, ties is girls okay um i know it's the name in my head this that boy's life i feel like came after what's eating gilbert grape no that was his no. first I know, role. he said it so that I'm going to look it up. <laughs> this boy's life was the role where he auditioned for Robert De Niro. This is the role which he thanked Robert De Niro at his Lifetime Achievement what about me? ceremony. What about me? Uh, because in the audition, De Niro gave him a chance and told him, you know, just take it down a notch, basically. Like, but, bring it up a notch. By the time he did What's Eating Gilbert Grape, he was more of a teenager. He turned down Hocus Pocus in oh, order yeah. to do What's Eating Gilbert Grape. That's right. And I think that's that was why... a big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. 
huge. What happened to dude <laughs> from Hocus Pocus? He's I mean, no they Leo. offered him a lot of money. He no Leo. They offered him a lot of money to do uh, Hocus Pocus. Disney did. Okay. Well, this boy's life and what's eating Gilbert Grape were released at the same time. Okay. In 93. Okay. He filmed This Boy's Life first. And then people started taking him seriously afterwards because of what's getting eating Gilbert Grape, as well as one of my favorite scenes of any movie is in Basketball Diaries. Yeah. That's what to say. Where he is strung out. He is at the end of his rope and all he... He's knocking on his mom's door. He's like, come on, let me asking, in. He's like begging her for money. On, he's please. depicting an addict. They use every single tactic. Oh, yeah, man. He was sucking like, dicks in bathrooms, exactly. man. <laughs> exactly. Like, when he's trying to get money from his mom, he is threatening her. He is pleading with her. He is guilting her. He is negotiating with her. He's doing every single thing he can just to get some money. And she's on the other side just emotionally dying she's got the money in her freaking hand but she's also already called the cops and she doesn't give him the money until like the cops show up or something like that or she like slides it she, under the door i thought she didn't give him money does she don't, don't the cops just take him away she doesn't help him at all i think she slides it under the door but the cops are there already yeah but this is the movie that brought him international fame uh, he was already getting popular from Romeo and Juliet, but after this, he could do whatever the hell yeah. he wanted. I feel like if you work in Marvin's room, where you're working with like huge actresses like Meryl Streep and Marvin's room, what is that? Marvin's room. Marvin's room. I have no. Is that a Leo movie? Yeah, the Drake song. No, I'm sure there is a song by Drake called Marvin's <laughs> room, but yeah, yeah, Marvin's room came out in '96. It's, it's a good one. You don't, you're boozing it. Thank you. I don't you. know ever. Oh, really? Yeah, bitch. Oh, Ooh. really? You hear that? Nice. Yeah. Diane Keaton and Meryl Streep. Diane Keaton, Meryl Streep, and, and Leo. Leo. Wow. Oh, and De Niro. Yep, he's Put in it. on the list. Damn. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. never even heard of this movie before. I mean, you see, I turned off my. my... Marvel's Room. Got you. I'm going to have to take a look at that. If one. I'm not mistaken, it's based off, that's a play. So I, I saw it as a play first. Gotcha. So even though he was nominated first for What's Eating Gilbert Gate for his first Oscar, he didn't win until a couple of years ago yeah. for The Revenant, which I don't know if that was his best performance he's ever done. They just gave it to him. I think that he did a great job mm-hmm. and he sacrificed a lot. And he's majority the only person in the movie. Yeah. And I see what he's doing as an actor and he's doing a hell of a lot. However... He has done better roles. Mm-hmm. Like, like Django. Wolf of he Wall did a, Street. Wolf, Great Wolf. Gatsby. I was going to go with Fuck Howard Gatsby. That movie sucks. Yeah. Aviator. The he should have won for that. He sacrificed a lot more. I will also say more. I love him in Blood Diamond and he should have won for that one because he was not necessarily his normal character. I didn't like he was like a it. good guy and a bad guy. Well, because he has like that South African white accent with mm-hmm. like a little bit of british in it so his is he's never semi-action. been the best at accents i will say that <laughs> well not everyone can be you jason <laughs> well shit i can't be leo either this is true mm-hmm. i mean you could but also every time that i uh i have a tendency of being intense when i'm on screen or acting and sometimes that's off-putting and i have to dial it back and every time i dial it back i think of actors that are very intense on screen. Leo is one of them, mm-hmm. and therefore that's why I 
I thought you were gonna. <laughs> no, who? If I'm thinking of someone who's intense, mm. I'm gonna say fucking Nikki C. Man, there's no one more intense than Nicolas Cage. He's always just like, just his presence in a scene is intense. You're like, you just change the dynamic of everything in this. Fucking He's a scene. different kind of intense, though. I'm talking about like intense, like. In Django, when he smashes he the really skull hand. and yeah. really cuts his hand and shit. And yeah, that reminds me of something like Robert De Niro eyes. would do. Yeah, to a degree. But he's one of the most intense actors today, in my personal p- opinion. Him and probably Joaquin Phoenix. Mm. Mm. We'll see. They can scare the shit out of you with the look. Mm. We'll see. Joaquin Phoenix does not scare me, but we'll see in the new Joker movie how he does... What the fuck is the look? You mad because I'm not in love with Walking Phoenix? He's a good actor. I mean, yeah, he's he's a good actor. I mean, I think he's gonna do a hell of a job. And I got one more fun fact. Give it, throw it out there. Okay, so the last night of shooting, everyone got sick because somebody dosed them with some PCP, aka angel dust, in the clam chowder. Is which that what they put would, in there? Which would have really got me i would have been fucked up because i love clam chowder and would have had like two bowls of yeah. that stuff and especially if and they were in cold water cold water it's, so it's soup. james cameron <laughs> even he ate some of the clam chowder and when and he found out what the fuck happened he threw up to make sure that he wouldn't get affected by it yeah but there was over 50 people who got or over 80 people who got sick and over 50 people who had to be hospitalized mm-hmm. because of this I did not read who the fuck did it or why. I don't think they caught the person. But somebody fucked up hundreds of people. That's some yeah. bullshit. <laughs> of being like stuck. Yeah. Yeah. There's probably some crazy person that had a low. I mean, level but that's scary because they like, were like, what if you had two bowls? Like I said, yeah. you could OD or some shit like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. You know? Exactly. I, went, mm, uh, I love me some clam chowder. It's definitely some fucked up shit. Yeah, but Leo is. Always to be admired. We loved his latest performance. Oh yeah, he, that was good. <laughs> he did a movie recently. He's still got. He's still gonna be playing great roles to he's, come. <laughs> yeah, he's got a million things that he's working on. He's always looking for good projects, and he has his own production company. He can do whatever he wants. But most notably, I will say that he is a... He's saving the planet. He's saving the planet, exactly. <laughs> One motto at a time. Yeah. People <laughs> criticize him for the money that he makes. However, they no, do but... not understand how much money he donates to Right, he's very so aware of many what's going causes. on. I don't think yeah. that it's like that anymore. Uh. Because anytime that I bring up Leo, people are like, you know, he's like saving the world. Yeah. Like that is like is what everybody says. So I think that it is known now that he does give a huge portion of his money to huge. charities mm-hmm. and he helps out stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like uh, on many, many boards, many environmental activist yeah. uh, situations. He's constantly looking out for our environment. He's constantly looking out for our animals. He donated a huge chunk to the Amazon that you mentioned. Yes, he absolutely last did. Last week, yeah. yeah. Absolutely did. Thank you, Leo, for listening to our show <laughs> and hearing my plea. Yeah. And he goes solar and electric yeah. as much as physically possible. Yeah, you'll okay. see him in a Prius all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in, in shots of him when I receive pictures. He's like, Always in a Prius. Yep. But um, I'm out. I'm out. Well, can I just say that thank you guys for waiting for me to do this episode and talk about Titanic because I knew this movie was just so 
so much, much filled with so many fun things. You guys, we weren't even close to scratching. The I know it, there's still <laughs> so many fun things. Um, but can I say something that will excite you guys? Maybe Titanic two. Well, out next year. No, <laughs> it came out in when, 2010. When Titanic there was another one. When Titanic came out, the original movie '97, a billionaire, an Australian billionaire, decided to invest money to replicate and building a second Titanic, a no second Titanic ship. Shit. Titanic two, Correct. and it was supposed to do the same route, right? It's supposed to do the same route to New York. That uh, he just he the nostalgia of it. And he has, he's a billionaire. He wants to spend this money on it. So they started construction and it was estimated to set sail in 2018. Well, that's already passed. So <laughs> due to uh, payment disputes and lack of funding, it kept getting pushed back. But it's actually still happening. So the recent article I read today was that it's set to sail in 2022. So I want to ask you guys... Would you get on that ship? Fuck no, it's cursed. <laughs> Not for his maiden voyage. Bad voyage. omen. Yeah, it's going on the same route. One, <laughs> is it going in April? Nope. Not, like, if you're going in, like, it. not doing it. August, where I know they ain't gonna be no icebergs. Or the ice has been melting. They've been melting. <laughs> not doing it. I mean, yeah. It's gonna get taken down by the lost souls of the first know. Titanic. I just wanna know who is gonna go on that ship. No. I'm not doing it. You can't pay but me a second Titanic, money to do that. Yeah, a second Titanic is being built. What are they calling it? Titanic. Two. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> there was a Titanic 2 movie that came out in 2010, oh, no. and it's basically exactly what you just... Did they just, sink it again? It is exactly what you basically just <laughs> described. Uh-huh. A billionaire... Decided to make a Titanic replica and do the same exact from fucking Paris to New York and it crashes. So, yeah, you just leave well <laughs> enough alone. Um, oh, uh, oh, I do have a fun fact before we go on. There was a book that came out several years before this ship sank about a ocean iron named the like the Titan mm-hmm. that hit an iceberg and sank and tons of people died mm-hmm. because there were not enough light boats on the ship. So this this book basically foreshadowed what really was about to happen. So that Titanic 2, the stupid electric boogaloo, is going to, <laughs> is mimicking what's going to happen to this billionaire's Titanic 2 boat. Just saying. Don't ride it, y'all. Uh, yeah. Especially if you Poe. And the Titanic for the level 3 to buy a ticket was $33 for like the highest suite was four grand. It's Ooh. good. My brain feels empty now. <laughs> You expunge everything. I don't know. I know in like 20 minutes, I'm going to be like, fuck, I, I forgot, forgot to mention. Because <laughs> I didn't write everything down. It was too much stuff. All right. Well, That's how I feel after auditions. Yeah, just so. I don't have any more room to memorize anything else. I need to like clean slate it so we can start for next week. <laughs> cool. Well, then let's move on. Oh, God. All right. Let's go. So, oh. Oh, oh yeah, you know what time you. it is. Oh, shit. I fucking forgot, you what, forgot time. what time it was. I forgot what time it was. I'm not ready for this. I am not ready for this. <laughs> it's time for Z for the people. Uh, all right. So there's a Titanic Foundation out there. There's this place in North Ireland. And it was where the Titanic and the sister boats of Titanic were built on this like little like shipyard place and it kind of like fell 
under repair and a lot of things were torn down. A lot of people lost their jobs because boats weren't built there anymore and it was kind of shut down. It reopened in 2012 and they opened up the Titanic Museum, mm. which you can go to. And it has, I believe there might be some real artifacts there, mm -hmm. but they have remade rooms and suites mm -hmm. and things like that. So you can get an idea of what it's like to really be on the boat. Yeah. Um, you can also get married there if you want to. Yeah. I thought it was really cool. If you guys are in Northern Ireland, go to this place and go check out the Titanic. Uh, they don't really, I didn't see anything for donations. I don't know if there is a price to get into it. I don't know. But I do know that this place looked really cool when I was looking at it. The weddings were kind of weird. You can get married on the Queen Mary, though. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> it's not going to think it's docked. I know, but it's just it's Still got haunted. ghosts on it. <laughs> so you can go to Titanic Blast Fest. Um, and this museum looks pretty cool though. Oh wow! Yeah, it has like a cool Titanic sign that's like cutouts, and it's like over a water tub or fountain or whatever, and so it looks like the Titanic. It's like double uh, written through the water. Uh, There's a lot of really cool things. Okay. Um, and if I'm ever out in Ireland, which I don't know, don't yeah. really plan on it, I would go and stop by there because that seems cool. And that is where the Titanic was really built. Nice. It was. It's an Irish ship. Yeah. 15,000 Irishmen built this ship. Off Solid this as a rock. Yep. In Belfast. Belfast. And that is my Zee for the people. Wow. Oh, it is so late. Let's get this. Zee's ready out. to go to sleep. To sleep. Let's get the show on the road. Let's get the road on the show. <laughs> All right. So please. If you have any Hollywood close encounters, please send it to lightscameracocktailnos at gmail.com. Uh, we're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. We're on CastBox. We're on Podbean. Anywhere that you listen to podcasts, look us up. We are on there. We're on YouTube. You, you got anything else to say? No, I think you named them I all. I named it's it. It's been a year, guys. Let's get, let's get this audience Happy numbers one year. up. Yeah. Happy one year, you guys. <laughs> All right, so we are getting ready for next week's 90s movie. Yes. And I it's, feel like you're going to know what it is once you hear this. So. It's super easy. It's a good one. That's a good one. Love it. it is. We're going to be very, very excited and animated as fuck to next week. <laughs> All right. All right, let's get this scene. Mm. <clears throat> I simply don't understand the wide-eyed attitude, especially from a scientist. I mean, how can you stand in the light of discovery... And not act. Oh, what's so great about Discovery? It's a violent, penetrative act that scars what it explores. What you call Discovery, I call the rape of the natural world. Well, the question is, how can you know anything about an extinct ecosystem? And therefore, how could you ever assume that you can control it? You have plants in this building that are poisonous. You pick them because they look good. But these are aggressive living things that have no idea what center they're in, and they'll defend themselves violently if necessary. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Bam! Drop the fucking mic, Ashley. Boom! All right. That's next week. I don't believe it. That's next You're week. here to defend me, and all I've got is the blood-sucking lawyer on my side. <laughs> 
I know the lawyer's like, I think this is a great idea, you guys. Right, we should do this. Lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> well, All right, you guys. Next week. That is our show. Yes. The Titanic is sank long that is our, ago. That is our history episode. We're yes. tired. We're out of here. Thank you so much for sticking with us for an Thank entire you. year. We love you. We appreciate you. you. And we will see you guys right here next week for another episode of Lights Candy. Cocktails! I'm flying, Jack. I'm flying. Dude.